across the UK, online and on DAB. A radio star is born. You're going to love Talk Radio. Talk Radio. It's like herding bloody cats getting whale and ash out of the studio. Flipping heck. Busy show tonight, dear listener. Busy show. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Now that, dear listener, is a song. My uh, <laughs> my prep for the show this evening has been going through my Stephen Stills, Crosby, Stills, Nash, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, Stills, Young, Manassas, Buffalo Springfield collection on my iPod, and going, well, which one do we play? I don't want to play, you know, the obvious ones, the lovely one you're with, and, um, the, the, um what's those, the, something happened. I don't want to play those. Those are obvious. So, we went for it. Well, it's slightly obscure, uh, Buffalo Springfield. Stephen Stills, right, is one of my favourite um, rock stars in the world. He's just absolutely, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. The guitar, the voice, everything. Amazing, right? And I cannot, for the life of me, fathom why he's not 
more respected, you know, in the same way that Clapton is. He's a better guitarist than Clapton, easily, easily. Better singer than Clapton, better songwriter than Clapton. And for whatever reason, Stephen Stills is just not looked at in the same way, despite the Buffalo Springfield, despite Crosby, Stills and Nash, despite some amazing solo albums. Um... And uh, it's always been frustrating to me as well that there hasn't been a book about Stephen Stills, which strikes me so odd. It's hard to understand now. In the 70s, the guy was massive. Um, that's bit, Part of that has been rectified now by a new book by David Roberts, which is absolutely brilliant. He said, I'm only halfway through. The second half could be a turkey. I don't know. The first half is solid. Uh, Stephen Stills, change partners. Um, and David joins you on the line now. Evening, David. Hello, Ian. Thank you for writing a book about Stephen Stills at last. Well, it was my pleasure and my joy. I mean, it, as you can probably tell from reading the first part of the book, yeah. it's, it's a labour of love as far as I'm concerned. Um, why isn't Stephen Stills bigger? Why is he not up there with Clapton? Is it his own... I often think a lot of it is his own self-sabotage. I think you're right. I, I think there's a, there's a certain amount of uh, Stephen that doesn't play the game. He's not the kind of guy that enjoys interviews. He's not really anybody that's played the celebrity game particularly well. Uh, and good for him. I think uh, you were talking earlier about comparisons with other people. Um, quietly, I would say the same thing as you. Yeah. Uh, what a great guitarist. Yeah. And you mentioned Clapton, um, but I, I'd also mention Jimi Hendrix, yeah. who uh, he, he played with these guys, he was friends with these guys, and um, they they taught each other, basically. Um, Hendrix taught um, Stills the, the uh, electric guitar and vice versa with the acoustic guitar. It, the, the, these are people that were in and out of each other's pockets at, at one time, and... Um, I, I would say whatever anybody says about Stills, and he's written some great songs, yeah. and he's a great lyricist and a poet, but his guitar playing is possibly the most underrated of any rock star, there's, I would say, there, around. There's a fact that I think pops up in your book, and I'm always glad to be reminded of it, because we just think the electric guitar has been around forever. But um, in the 60s, of course, the electric guitar was pretty new. When was the, the first electric guitar? 47 or something. That's yeah. Um, so it was still a new instrument, you know, and, and it was people like Hendrix and Clapton and then Stills who, um, it was totally uncharted waters what they were doing on the guitar. And most of these guys were tapping into the blues, which had been sadly uh, a, an art form that had really vanished from uh, the music scene during that, that period. But what was great about it was that um, Stills, when he came over to the UK, uh, was very much tapping into uh, what Clapton was doing, what indeed the Stones were doing around that time. Yeah. And he, he found people that were on his same wavelength. I think in, in the States, uh, the folk scene was driving everything, and he was very much part of that, um, allied to, obviously, as you said, introducing electric guitar to um, music that, really was mostly folk music, um, which, again, was quite groundbreaking. But it was his involvement in just tapping into that blues idiom that was going on over here. So, 
So he sort of copied a little bit of what the the English um, Surrey boys were doing, as he called them. Um, You'd also got Jimmy Page, you've got Jeff Beck, you've got Clapton. All of these guys were were mixing the blues and recycling it. And um, Stills had had this great grounding in in, uh, the southern states of America. And he played with Greg Ullman and all these other people. So you can see the catalogue of yeah. names of people that he was working with. It's no surprise that he developed into the guitarist he is today. And, and he's, 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 hard, he's, he's hard, actually getting better now. He's hard to um, categorise, isn't he? Because he's, he's a bit of everything. He's a bit of country, a bit of folk, a bit of blues, a bit of rock, a bit of pop, a little bit of swamp. He, 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 can, do, he can turn his hand to everything. And also, the, the first Crosby, Stills and Nash album, am I right? That it's basically he's playing everything on there, pretty much yes, and and producing most of it as well. Yeah, um, I mean the the band was his idea in the first place. Let's not forget that you know he he was um, he was desperately trying to find something that wanted to satisfy what he wanted to do in music. He found David Crosby. They added uh, Graham Nash to the mix. And, and produce some some wonderful music, but yes, you're right. Most of the actual instrumentation on that album was was Stills alone. Um, I always think, and this is I'm going to say something controversial, David. I um, always think that Crosby, Stills and Nash lost a little something when um, they added Young into the mix. I just I know that they became a bigger band and it made them into a stadium band as opposed to an arena band, but I, I, there's just something I, I, I sits uncomfortably with me. <laughs> can I disagree with you? A little you, there? you certainly I, can. I, of course, I, um, you can. That's what you're here for. I, I think I think what Neil Young brought to the mix was a, a, an extra edge and, and a danger to the music that they didn't have quite with. Um, Crosby, Stills and Nash. Yeah, there was some uh, there was some uh, great mood music in stuff like Wooden Ships, uh, all sorts of stuff that was going on on the the first album. But I think once the the keyboards came in and uh, a harder, rougher edge to the music, there's some wonderful rock music on Deja Vu, which is of course the first album where they introduced Neil Young. Yeah. Um, and it's one of my favourite albums of all time, and, and although it's very hard to choose between those first two albums, um, my first introduction really was through Deja Vu, so I was looking back at the Buffalo Springfield, I was looking back at Crosby, Stills and Nash, the debut album, um, but the, the first time I really noticed that, that, you know, something really exciting was happening was with mm. that Deja Vu album. Is it true? I love uh, that for me, I, I prefer the first, the first album, the Crosby, Stills and Nash, and it's got that wonderful, iconic photo of them on a tatty couch outside yep. house, taken by the fantastic Henry Diltz, who I've had the great pleasure of working with in various other projects, who's a legend. Wonderful um, man. Is, yep. is it true? Because <laughs> they're sat in the wrong order. They're sat Nash, Stills, Crosby, that they got, they chose that picture, but thought, oh, we're in the wrong order. Let's go back and, and retake the picture. And the house had been knocked down. You couldn't make it up. Could you? It's incredible. Yeah. It's yeah. incredible. They're sat there in the wrong order with the names. And, oh, let's go back. Oh, no, the house is gone, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, they were, the, the Crosby, Stills and Nash, and of course with, with, with Young, they were a phenomenon, weren't they? Because they were the first, I guess the first super group where it was X was from one group and then Y was from another group and Z was, and you, you put these three incredibly, three and later four incredibly talented, um, people together. And it, 
I think it's hard to remember. They were, I mean, they were massive. They sold millions of records, didn't they? They did. And it, it was so exciting at the time because it, it's so almost so impossible to believe these days that uh, major mega artists, which they all were in their own right, could... Um, actually be stitched together in a supergroup because they all had their own labels, um, they all had their own management. And, you know, in this, this day and age, or indeed in the 80s, 90s, um, and any other time after that, it, it, was, it was impossible to get around the legal aspects of, of getting these major players to play together. But that was the wonderful thing about this period in music, because not only did you get Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young playing together, but you got Stills playing with Harrison, George Harrison, you got uh, Stills playing with Hendrix. All of these um, mixes appeared on all sorts of albums oh, around that time. It's a very it incestuous... Wonderful, wonderful... Um, it's a very incestuous also, period. You look at the yeah. track listing for Mama Cass albums and John Sebastian albums yeah, and Joni yeah. Mitchell, and they're all on there and in the background. And you're right, to, to, to do it now, it would be heralded as... You know, it, it, it would take contracts, it would take lawyers, it would take, it would be a huge thing, background vocals, but, but they were just, oh, you're in the studio, uh, c- can you sing backing vocals on this track? And they would just do, everyone would just appear on each other's records. Absolutely, and, and Stills was a real studio junkie. He would, if he heard the Bee Gees were playing in Criteria in Miami, he'd be up the corridor, he'd be saying, can I sit in? And of course, you know, <laughs> I love it. Stills, they're going to let him, they're going to let him sit in. And he actually played on um, Jive Talking and, and one or two other tracks yeah, he really? that the DGs were uh, laying down um, without a credit in some cases yeah. on, on these major, major records. But um, Bill Withers, I think, was another great um, Ain't No Sunshine. You've got Stephen Stills playing the guitar on, you know, wonderful records like this. Yeah. Um, the catalogue amazed me because I knew a few of the, the tracks he'd worked on. One of my favourite Joni Mitchell records was uh, Carrie, and uh, I'd, I'd always loved the, the record, and, and it was only sort of three or four years after the record had been released that I finally realised, well, that acoustic guitar was, um, was Stephen Stills. Yeah. How big um, a part was cocaine Stephen's life, uh, because I, 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 I do think, and I'm not in any way condoning the use of drugs, guys. You know, I get told off for <laughs> sounding like I'm encouraging drugs. I'm not, but I do think that a, a, a lot of the early stuff, um, it, he was able to be so productive in the studio because he was using a little bit of cocaine. That that would, you'll correct me if I'm wrong. That would would give him the impetus, but it it, it did cause him a lot of damage as well, didn't it? Well, like like any of the rock stars around that time, they they discovered something that was new. They they didn't know the implications. They were young. They wanted to stay up all night in the studio. Um, I mean, that sounds ridiculous uh, today, but Stills used to go maybe a whole day and a night without sleep if he was absolutely determined yeah. and as driven as he was to... Uh, create the, the kind of music that he wanted to do. He would not leave the studio until he was happy that he got something set down. Um, others would come and go. I mean, there are stories of, of Crosby, Stills and Nash. Crosby and Nash uh, going off, leading a pretty normal life, going for a burger, going back to the hotel um, and uh, leaving Stills in the studio all night. Now, yeah. you're right. You know, how do you, how do you, how do you manage to keep that, um, keep your end up when um, sleep is, is eventually going to 
crowd your creativity and they they tried all sorts of things rock stars at that time but i mean as far as stills was concerned cocaine um the booze uh, was a was another thing that actually ruined him during the 80s and he always says that 80s didn't exist as far as he was concerned but um I, I think he had a very driven personality, though, mm. you know, and, and I think even in the very early days, he was determined and so focused about wanting the right bands, wanting the right sound, um, experimenting with all the stuff that he'd learned. And as, as you'll know, Ian, he's, he's, you've already mentioned the fact that all the mixture of sounds that he took on, soul, yeah. blues, folk music, a weird combination of all these kind of music came through on some of the records that he produced. But, of course, there was that Latin aspect yeah, as well. Yeah. And I write in the book about uh, his time spent in South America. He, he was lucky, or you could say unlucky, to be moved around as a, as a teenager because his father um, worked all over the southern states of America and indeed down to Costa Rica and Panama and into South America. But the sounds that he was listening to, you can hear them filtering through on, on so many of his records, and particularly on some of the favourite music that I heard when he started the band Manassas. Well, this is the, the, the thing as well, is I do... I, <laughs> I would love to have gone back and advised Crosby, Stills and Nash on how to run their careers. They were so prolific, as young people, you know, talented young people are. Um... And I do kind of think that they, because that, they were releasing the Crosby, Stills and Nash albums, then they would release Crosby, Nash albums, then they'd release solo albums, then Stephen Stills would have his side project, Manassas. And it all seemed to happen. A lot of stuff seemed to come out um, over a relatively short period of time. And I wonder, is there an element of um, of them burning out? Because you're right, the 80s, for, for, for all Crosby, Stills and Nash was pretty ropey. There were a few good tracks scattered around. It wasn't a complete write-off. I, I'm a big fan of um, the, the song 50-50. But, um, uh, uh, b- but the 80s, generally, for Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, to a certain extent, were pretty ropey in comparison with the 70s and the 60s. Well, you, you couldn't hold these guys back in the early 70s, uh, as you've rightly said, with the output that was, was coming through. And it was all great quality stuff. But if, if there was a, a manager in the background as there are, as you might have today, you know, telling them, uh, well, guys, hold on. You know, we only need to release an album once a year. Let, let's save some good material. Yeah. There was no saving of any great material. There are certain stills tracks that um, didn't get released until many years later that you think, well, that one must have fallen on the cutting room floor because mm. that was a brilliant track mm. and how that didn't make that early album. But they had so much great material that... I mean, the, the the Stills debut album is one of those few albums, and I know people don't talk so much about albums these days, but there isn't a bad track on it. Oh, it's you a masterpiece. look at it and you yeah. think to yourself, well, where is the track that I skip when I'm playing, you know, the whole album on my yeah. iPod? And there isn't one. And, you know, the, the, these were absolutely wonderful albums with no fillers, but as time moved on and uh, the the rate of progress um, in developing the music slowed they weren't innovators anymore and i think that's the thing that you have to remember mm. when you're talking about a lot of the musicians from that period once they realized they weren't innovators they thought well do we do we start now to replicate the trend of music that we find ourselves in 
can we find a new type of music to push ourselves on? But it just isn't going to happen. And I think that's when um, their creativity stops. Oh, God, they, 60s, 60s bands recording in the 80s with using synthesizers and not understanding what synthesizers are is just... But, of course, in, in the 80s, Crosby, Stills and Nash were weighed down by the fact that David Crosby was a massive crack addict. And yet they, yeah. they still tried yeah. to, to plough on and, A... M- hide his incredible dependence on drugs. He, you know, he'd, yeah, he'd go yeah. off d- during a concert so that he could get, take crack. Um, but also look after him as well. Nash more so. I, I, the, the, the relationship between Nash and Crosby is stronger, I imagine, than between Stills and, and, and Crosby. Yes, uh, although uh, weirdly at this point in time, well, they've fallen um, out, they? that, that relationship has broken down yeah. badly um, because of all the toing and froing of, of comments that's been going on between Crosby and Young about um, their partners and their new partners, um, there will no no longer be a Crosby Stills Nash and Young as a result of the fallout yeah. in the last year. Or oh, it's so. incredible, and and that to me is a, is a great sad to see Graham Nash in interviews slagging off David Crosby. You know, no. breaks my heart. It is. It is guy who stood by David Crosby yeah. through thick, thin, and many times much more thick than you could ever imagine. <laughs> it, yes. is, it is such... Um, it, I mean, you realise just how far he's been pushed. Yeah. Um, and the poor guy now has said, enough is enough. And uh, that that's a sad thing, because Crosby is now um, coming out with some great music yeah, himself. Yeah, he's got his muse back. And, yeah, he, he's, um, he's reinvented... Uh, his his quieter side, his more acoustic side, um, and and I think one of the things that we should remember there there have been some some huge troughs in all of these characters' careers, but it, at this moment in time they all realise I think what they do best, and they're not trying to uh, catch a, a current wave, they're not trying to reproduce the sounds that are going on um, in the 21st century. They're playing the kind of music that made them famous before um, with so little extra in the background. These are really spare, um, beautiful acoustic and electric records that all of these guys are making, but they're they're tapping into their their earlier self. And um, Stills has gone right back to the blues, as you know. Um, Neil Young's still making some great records, uh, Nash and Crosby, um, they'll never stop making music. But what they found is what they did, and they created something special in the late 60s, early 70s. That's what they've gone back to, and uh, with the new recording techniques, um, producing some great stuff. How is Stills these days? Because I've seen Stills on his own at uh, Shepherd's Bush Emperor, I think it was quite a few years ago, actually. Me I, too. I, I went, I yeah. went, were you there? I, I went to, I was working that day, and I, I said, I've got to finish it this time because I've got to get there to see Stephen Stills. And I rushed up to the, to the venue, and the doors were locked. I'd gone to the Hammersmith Odeon by mistake. <laughs> and so I had to jump in a cab and get over, and I, 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 I caught him just I think he was finishing the first set with Sweet Judy Blue Eyes, and he went, thanks, we'll be back in half an hour. I was like, oh, balls. But I've seen him, and I've seen Crosby, Stills and Nash a few times, um, and I do worry about Stephen Stills, because I know he's, I hope he's clean and sober now, I'm sure he is, but I know that he's abused himself a lot. I find it hard to understand what he's saying, almost as if he's got, and I've completely made this up, almost as if he's got ill-fitting false teeth. I think one of the huge problems that he suffered from, uh, as you may have 
um, noticed in the book is even at age nine, his hearing was impaired. Yeah. And uh, this is one of the things that has meant that his speech, particularly in later life, has... Uh, as is shot, his vocals are, are pretty badly shot yeah. these days. Um, but it, it is mostly the the hearing problem and the hearing aids that he's worn. Is it right. um, not only in in gigs when you can see you've got he's got his hearing aids on, uh, but in in day to day life, this is something that uh, he's um, he's suffered from quite badly. Yeah, and and frankly, one of the reasons why he's very anti interview because most most phone interviews done these days are not that easy for people that have, have yeah. got hearing problems uh, like like he's got. So his, his hearing is poor, which creates this problem with vocals. Any of the music that he plays these days, thankfully there are other guys, as in the rides, the, the blues band that he's now uh, playing, playing in, he, those guys can help him out. And actually, the the music is the thing. The guitar playing is the thing that comes through. And boy, he, he's always saying this: my guitar playing still is getting better and better. And uh, listening to the the Wright albums uh, that he's produced over the last few years, you you can really believe it. He he's he's still, as he says, he's still learning. Yeah. But uh, he, my goodness, his playing is as good as ever. Dave, uh, David. Thank you so much for writing this. Honestly, I can't tell you the number of times I've scoured the internet trying to find a book about Stephen Stills and to finally have one, well, and it's so a good one. I. That was one of the reasons <laughs> you ended up having I to do it. Enough's enough. I mean, I, I make my my trade for good or worse uh, as a writer, and uh, it, it seemed quite obvious to me that if nobody else was going to write this, then I was going to have to. And um, what are you working on now? Have you got anything, or are you taking a break? Well, no, I'm, I'm helping a couple of guys, a couple of roadies, actually, who uh, work with Black Sabbath on updating their book that will be coming out this Christmas, uh, which is Black Sabbath, The Thrill of It All, uh, oh, to coincide, of course, with the end of Black Sabbath, yeah. which is going to happen in February at the... O2 next year. Oh, I bet those gentlemen have uh, got one or two stories. Uh, Stephen, uh, uh, David, sorry, the, the, the book is brilliant. It's Stephen Stills, Change Partners, the definitive biography is by David Roberts, uh, Red Planet uh, Press. I'm going to tweet a link so that people can, um, can, can go and put it on their Christmas list and add it. Thank you so much, David, and thanks for coming on the show tonight. No, thank you for your interest, Ian. Cheers, thank you very much. Honestly, it's Stephen Stills. Oh, if you, if you don't really know him... Just dive in. Just go and get a best of. Go and buy the first Crosby, Stills and Nash album. It's just... Oh, that voice. That voice. Um, I'll tweet a link to the book. Uh, More. 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 Um, You remember the other week we talked about hybrid children? Half alien, half human. Um, Well, we've got a a ufologist coming on in a minute. Professor Joseph Lavens. Um, who can tell us more about it. If you want to call in and talk to the professor, you can. 0344 499 We'll call you back. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. So, we talked about this the other week, a story that was in the mail um, earlier on in the year. Reputable newspaper. So you know it's a proper... Stories, not just some flim-flam that's out there. It was a super primal sexual experience. 
group of women make extraordinary claim that they have hybrid alien children who live on giant spaceships. Hybrid baby community believe aliens have been harvesting their DNA. Two members claim they have 13 children fathered by extraterrestrials. They say their hybrid children live on giant spaceships with their fathers. Um, It's absolutely incredible story. And the more I look into it, for your, the, the, your first thing, your knee-jerk reaction, oh, come on, utter balls, utter, utter balls. Well, the more I look into it, the more I start to think, maybe there is something in this. 0344 499 1000. I'd love to get your views uh, on this. There's a book out about it called Shadow of the Chosen, Progeny of the Truth, which is by Professor... Joseph Lavens, FRCP. Uh, and I'm really pleased to say that um, the professor joins me now. D- D- professor, is it Joseph or Joe? That's, well, you can call me uh, Joe. Joe is fine. Okay, Joe. Um, tell me about hybrid children. What, 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 what do we know about them? Well, you, you, you summed it up pretty well yourself. It's, it's uh, from a super primal sexual experience. Um, from what I understand, and, and, and my contention, my contention, my book, Shadow of the Chosen, Progeny of the Truth, is that there are human beings that have given birth to alien offspring as a result of an, account, an, an encounter with extraterrestrial beings. Um, these people, a number of these people, as you rightly pointed out, I, I believe it's in the, uh, it's at the Daily Mail, uh, it's a publication yeah. every year. Yeah. Uh, specifically, uh, belong to the, a hybrid baby community, believe that their children, uh, live on alien habitats. Um, it, it was a super primal sexual experience. Yes, it's described yes, as the best sex these women have ever had. Okay, I I can't really comment on on you know whether they enjoy. But what the, the are, what are the aliens doing that the Earthmen are seemingly incapable of doing? Well, I would imagine they've got um, feelers, tentacles that they put. I, I I don't I don't know how graphic we can. That's uh, a form of penis, but possibly on on their heads, like a tentacle. That that is what I have learned as uh, people like Bridget Nielsen from Sedona, uh, Verse from Are you Los saying Angeles. that the, the aliens? What I'm I'm saying that they put uh, a tentacle. That they have willies on their heads. <laughs> Pardon me, sir. Uh, like a penis. On, yeah, on like a dick. A dick. Sorry, a oh. dick. Okay, well, if you want to, well, no, yeah, it's, it's, use you, a profanity. But, so uh, just, what, what, in, in what England, I'm, we say willies, and it, 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 it's harmless. Uh, but yeah, okay, you say they have penises on their penises on their heads. If we, if we if we can catch these in these terms of uh, an alien aliens, an alien's willy, I uh, would go from his head, yeah, into a lady's. I don't know what uh, uh, what a front would the alien uh, ladies, ladies bum bum, yeah. Yes, sir. Would the... And I'm going off slightly off on a tangent. But where on the alien, on the lady alien, is her foof? Her bum, her bum, her foof. Her, 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 her
Well, I'm, I'm just using the terms you're, you're using. I'm couching them in. I didn't in, in use. Show. I didn't use Nuna. No, noon, noon. Okay, noon. Well, let's just say a lady's uh, Wang Chung. Wang, uh, Wang Chung. As I understand it, from uh, this hybrid community, yeah. they, the hybrid baby community, the ladies have the new the Wang Chung in the usual place. It's it's perhaps more the alien that's using okay a, a willy on on their head, maybe a cranial uh, penis. Okay. Um. What evidence do we have, Professor? Because it, conveniently, by the way, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you w- want to call in and speak to the professor, um, we don't have any photographic evidence of these babies. We're told that the children live on spaceships. All we have are sketches drawn by. I mean, as you mentioned, the two women in this story, uh, uh, Bridget Nielsen, which is uh, yeah. the, the strange name, <laughs> and uh, a lunar verse. That's right. That's our unfortunate name. It's not that. That's just purely a coincidence. Yeah. I mean, I've drawn a. If I just look here, I've okay? drawn a little sketch here yep. of what I imagine. It, you can see the uh, aliens' uh, penis coming down, and yeah. I've just done some shading. Well, I've done some shading. Are you okay, here, Professor? Right? Pardon? Are you okay? No, I'm just. I'm just. I'm just uh, referring to a diagram that I've made myself. Okay, which I don't have. Please. Sorry, I beg your pardon. Um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 from what I'm looking at here, uh, it was just in some preliminary sketches I did at uh, Washington, D.C. University. And it's uh, as a result of this, this person, Nielsen, um, something that, her report and exactly what, what she claims happened. Um, we have an alien there with uh, tentacles. We have her there. Uh, and she was just in her normal clothes because, it, according to her, she was... Um, well, I don't know. She was she 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 ended up Wait, hang on, in is this an a, alien head. Sorry, so, sorry. Are you describe? I don't I don't want a description of the of the sex. No, no. I'm I'm giving you a description of the, the picture I've drawn. Okay. And why she you, is looking. Why, you, why has he drawn a pic? Why have you drawn a picture? I've asked, Professor. Sorry, excuse maybe you misunderstood. No, excuse me, me I, Professor. I asked, uh, what evidence do we have that these children exist? And you can't just show talk about a picture that you've I drawn. Beg your pardon. I thought you said to me we don't have visual evidence. Now, a number of these women have drawn what they claim to be as their children. Uh, they've drawn what the, the alien habitat in which they were living. Yep. I am just a culmination of those first-hand uh, details. I have drawn my own picture here. Okay. I, perhaps it's not okay, the right I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Well, I'll it is. It is. Please do. I'm. I'm going to pr- ask you one more time, Professor, because I think it's right. important. What okay. evidence do we have? Not pictures that you've drawn, or, or what? What actual evidence do we have that these well, these hybrid children are real? Well, if you read my book, you'd, you'd realize that there have been many, many uh, declarations of, of, of such experiences. I think we have, um, there is a lady in Wisconsin yep. who claims to have uh, an alien child with her. I don't want to name her now. That's, that's, I'm currently in negotiation with her. Uh, but she claims to live with an alien child. Wow. Uh, now, I've seen What do they eat? Well, this particular one eats it's pretty much what we do. And is it a boy or a girl? It's it's well, that's the, that's on the debate. I don't I don't know if these aliens are. Okay. Is it, are there any lumps? Gender. Any lumps forming on its head? There might be. There might be a lump on its head. There yes. might be a lump on its head that could would grow into a penis. 
0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. What's interesting, I think, about these two women in particular, I'm showing the picture to people watching on Facebook, is... Um, not my picture. No, 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 not your picture. I didn't send you. Oh, okay. No, um, but, but please do, and I'll, I'll tweet it later. Um, I'll scan it and send you the picture now. Yeah, or you can take a picture if you've got a smartphone. Have you got a phone that's got a camera on? Yeah, I, yeah. I have. You I'm can gonna, take I'm a picture. You could take a picture when you finish the phone call. You could take a picture right. with that, and if you could just email it to me, then okay, I will do that. I can tweet it. Um, is you would expect, and I'm going to speak bluntly, right? You would expect the kind of women to be talking about this to be mm. um, to be dumpy and ugly, right? Right. And these two women are very, very sexy. They're very sexy women. Yes, sir. Is that I what mean, the I... are aliens turned on, do we know, by the same things that um, that humans are turned on by? You know, at the, the, the big eyes. We like big eyes, don't we? We like um, right. lovely, round, um, luscious breasts. We like firm, yes. peachy buttocks. Um yeah. And we like a clean frou frou. Are they? Mm. Are they turned on? And a, and a naughty attitude. Mm. Are they turned on by that kind of thing? Well, tr- traditionally, uh, aliens do have big eyes. You've seen them. You know, they yeah. got those big eyes, mm. white faces, yep. and a small chin. You know, it, kind of, it comes out in a kind of V, so that the eyes are big up top. I'm, I don't want to be too uh, technical about this. Uh, I think from what I, I mean, this, this woman uh, has described it as the best ever sex yeah. she had. Yeah. And the thousands of women around the world are missing out on such experiences because they don't realize that they have had hybrid children. Mm. Now, there are, uh, this woman is a former marketing executive. Yeah. And, and she says that all women on some level want to be taken. Mm. Uh, by an alien. You know, by, yeah, taken, by, by take, taken by the taken by the head. That's right, and I think um, I, I'm not. I mean, I've looked at this this woman's confession. Uh, whether the sex is um, you know human sex or whether you know whether they start up top and then move down or, or it's the other way around, I don't know. Um, we're going to bring um, uh, Peter into the conversation. Good evening, Peter. Good evening, Nina. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you, Peter. You're through to the Professor Joe Lavens. What would you like to say? Well, look. What? What? What's it? Uh, oh, hello, Professor. Are you? I mean, well, where did you get your professorship? Oh, I, I'm sorry. Is this? Uh, this is a. This is. Well, I'm a fellow of the Royal College of Physicians. Okay. I'm, I'm a professor, professor emeritus at the uh, University of Washington. I'm a UNESCO chair in the Transnational Challenges and Governance. Uh, what? What? Do you, what is your? Issue. I know I'm just, I, no, what no, I'm no, saying no, no, is no. pretty. All, all let I'm me finish. Can I finish? Let, Peter, Peter, Peter let, let the professor finish, Peter. A bit of respect. Sorry, I'm professor. I'm a distinguished scholar in residence at the Danforth campus in D.C. And, and I understand that what I'm saying is is it's out there. It's, um, you know, I mean, of course, it's it's doubtful what I say. But um, if you'd seen some of the evidence and the drawings that I've seen, you, you'd feel the same. And some of the drawings you've made, of course. Um, yes, Peter, I, Peter what's, your, what's your question for the professor? No, my question is, I mean, I mean, these ladies, I, I'm quite open to the fact that, the, that, you know, the universal or whatever's out there is big enough that there might be something else. Yeah. Right. But, well, I mean, I don't want to be rude to them, but, I mean, they just sound like they're not well. They're not what? 
well. Were you saying they've caught might have caught space aids or something? I don't know. I mean, I'm sorely tempted. What, what are you, are you, are you, <laughs> with all due respect, it sounds like you're jealous of an alien. It does sound like you're jealous say, of the aliens, Peter. Because you're, you're jealous of the aliens. When was when was the last time you had sex with a lady? Well, I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> you could do it like an alien, and some of the things I've heard that they do, they do it. Well, I think I think we're, a trip to Anne Summers and some superglue would sort all this out, wouldn't it? We could. We well, could I don't. Just... I don't think. This so, is Peter, what? Better. Peter, what are you? What are you? What, do you do, Peter, do you not have any sympathy for these poor? Women, okay. Yes, they've had the best sex of their lives, right? But they don't get to see their children, Peter. Well, I mean, do they actually have children? Well, they've got what space. Do they do, sir, yes, what they do. If you if you've had sex with, in some cases, uh, aliens with three to four peni. No, I never have. Yes, you have. Have you not had that? No, you haven't. I know you haven't. No. But, but, no, I know. So all I'm saying is, it, it, they have had children. They're very potent, the aliens. They have testicles that hang right down. Uh, I've seen that. I've seen the rhymes. I mean, are they from their ears or whereby? No, they're in the conventional place. They're not from their ears. Who's this well, guy? I mean, that's a long tube, isn't it? Yes, they've got a long tube. Yes, they have. Yeah. Peter, they've got a dick on their head, at least yes. one. The tube, the length of the tube is almost irrelevant. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, their um, bits are in the well. In oh, the, Peter, you're a normal ob- place. Peter, you're obsessed with this. I'm going to let you go, mate. I'm sorry, Professor. I, look, I really don't want to get into too no. much the, the, the specifics no. of how they're inseminated. I'm um, this guy is. You know. Oh, he's gone. Don't worry, he's gone. I'm. I do feel sorry mm. for the mums not seeing their kids. Must be heartbreaking for them. Well, or they is can. It? From what I've heard, they can't contact them. Um, Telepathically, okay, and um, they might be speaking them, finding out how they did at school today. Um, yeah. You know, uh, which friends they're seeing up there, and according to these people uh, in Sedona, Arizona, there is every chance that they will be communicating with their alien uh, partner and the children daily. Um, let's bring Jim into the conversation. Evening, Jim. <laughs> Good evening, Jim. Jim, you're through to the professor. Professor, um, my uncle, um, it was uh, a man called Alan Godfrey. Well, he still is a man called Alan Godfrey. Um, Hang on a minute. Sorry, was your was your uncle Alan Godfrey, or did he work for a man called Alan Godfrey? No, no, he, he is Alan. Well, he still is Alan Godfrey. He's, um, I haven't seen him in a long time, so I, I presume he's still alive. Um, and he claimed to have been taken by aliens um, from a town called Todd Morden. Is that up in, um, in West Yorkshire? It is in West Yorkshire, yeah. yeah. He was a policeman in West Yorkshire, and uh, he claimed to have been taken by aliens right. and dropped on top of a... Is uh, he connected? This is ringing a bell. Is he connected with the the, um, the Ziggy Adamski case? Yeah, exactly, is yeah. That, is yeah, it yeah, Ziggy? It's not Ziggy. It's Zygmunt. Zygmunt Adamski, yeah, isn't you're it? You're absolutely right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Give, you, you, he, you, he originally investigated that case, yeah. and then he got it into his head somehow. Yeah. That, uh, he'd... Um, He'd, he'd had, had, a, had gay sex with an alien. <laughs> the very worst kind. No, um, so he'd been out on a patrol one night, and yeah. he said that um, wow. he'd been take, well, uh, taken. Well, he was a genuinely uh, respected police officer, and he said that he'd been mm. taken uh, on roughly. This, uh, 
uh, he right. thought that there were about five hours of his time that had disappeared. Uh, and right. he went under hypnosis. Hmm. Uh, and he, he, under hypnosis, he, he admitted that, uh, yeah, he'd been probed and things like that. Wow. So my question is, yeah. um, is that the yeah. same aliens, or is, he, is that something different? That's a good question. Uh, is it is it the same aliens that um, bombed Alan Godfrey? Are they the same ones that are, are getting this? Him. He was very clear on He that. was, sorry? <laughs> they didn't bomb him. <laughs> they inspected... He would say that, wouldn't he? <laughs> they just they inspect, inspected him. Inspected certain parts of him. He, okay. he definitely was quite clear that he was not bombed. Um, by an alien. By, by an alien, but he was definitely... Did they um, have dicks on their heads? No, he never mentioned that. You would think that that would be... Um... Well, let's ask the professor, Joe. Joe, yeah, I'm interested to know. <laughs> Are you all right, Ian? Professor, you okay? I think we've lost the line to the professor. Oh, please no! I'm so sorry. Oh, hello. Have you heard of Alan Godfrey? It's quite a famous. No, I have bit. not. I've heard of be- about people being probed. I don't know whether you're. Is it your uncle? It was my uncle. Yeah. Well, he still is, but I haven't seen him for a long time. But he does claim that tr- it happened. Um, do you right, get? There was no. Do you get gay aliens, Yes, sir, yes, you do. Do you really? Yes, you do. I've heard of this. Do you want to call them, Ian? Galians. Galians, yes. (laughs) Look, I I don't know whether this Adamski thing is is serious. If your uncle Alan Godfrey was a bomb... Alan Godfrey, yeah. If you you search for Alan Godfrey, Todd Morden, you'll find a very interesting case. Jim, the professor is trying to talk, so... I'm trying to speak about the, the bombing incident. Look, if he assures you that he wasn't you're with, uh, bombed by an alien's tentacle on its head, that that no, that is entirely consistent with these being heterosexual aliens. Mm. Now, uh, I've heard about um, anal penetration from an alien, uh, but not in this case, and that is not something I deal with in this book. Okay. Okay. Um, Just give us the name of the book again, uh, Professor. So the uh, it's uh, what is it? It's Shadow of the Chosen, Progeny of the Truth. Yeah, that is correct. Um, and people can get that. I, I notice it's not on Amazon because normally I would um, would. Uh... No, it's not. It's from it's from a paper. It's from a scientific paper, okay. and we're, we're we're bringing it out independently. Okay. But I'm going to send you this this drawing. Um, mm. And and if you want to, uh, uh, you can know, show that, that to your, I can tweet that. Please tweet it. Please tweet it. Um. Um. Yeah. Is there? And I'm. I'm. This. I'm, I'm going to be a bit base, but I'm, I'm just fascinated by it. When the alien has finished having sexual intercourse with one of these two young ladies, um. Because what men tend to do is they get a bit sleepy and a bit bored, and they just you right. know, roll over. Oh, come and cuddle! Oh, no, I'm going to sleep. Do aliens have the same after-sex pattern as, no, as humans? Do, do they not? No, they do not. They're very modern. They're very modern men. I mean, um, they quite often get up. They might make a, a hot drink wow. for the human uh, partner. Uh, occasionally, they might go and record one of their shows that they want to watch. Deal with the children, maybe phone up for some food, uh, get a, a carry out, take away. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, not only does the, the woman have a shudderingly immense orgasm, 
but also the, the, the alien is, is very attentive. We'll ask about their mother, mm. uh, maybe up their clothes from the bedroom floor. Wow, so they're, 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 they're very, very modern. Um, I just want to bring um, Gatford into the conversation. Gatford, you're through to the professor. We've got a few calls waiting. I don't know if we'll get them all in, but Gatford, yeah. what would you like to say? Thanks, sir. Well, I, 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 this, this whole thing scares me. I mean, it just puts the willies up. Yep. Um, oh. and, and just, it, that's a yellow, that's a yellow card. That's a yellow card. One, well, more, one more like that, and you're off. Well, but it is very scary here. You know, I think you're. I think you're safe. Yeah, fair enough. Um, the, the question that I wanted to ask, but, but, but what was the name of the book again? Prodigy of Prodigy of something. Oh, the progeny of the truth. The progeny of the truth. Yeah, I'll look, I'll look for that in the morning. Could you um, please get to the question, Gatford? I've got two other calls yeah. waiting. No, it's fine. You mentioned that the um, the aliens after they've. Uh, I assume the ladies stayed in the spacecraft after they were pregnant, and it was a normal pregnancy. That, that is correct, a normal so, month pregnancy, alien pregnancy. And you mentioned that they, they know how the children are doing at school, so that, that implies that, that the spaceship that they're on must be quite vast. It has a school, it has oh, yes, sir. some yes, sort of sir. sterile hospital area. There, there is, there's a, there's a, there's a cinema, there's, um, of course, there's a, you know, there's all manner of, of food outlets that you might and, find and do we, down here. Why do we have any food? idea... How far these aliens have come? Because obviously they must have advanced technology. Um, well, of course they do. They've got, they've got spaceships, Gatford. They've, they've got, got advanced technology. Yeah. They're, 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 they're very advanced. They've got those kettles that, that boil, you know, just yeah. small amounts of water. Wow! Very, uh, very quickly, I'd imagine. Very quickly, very quickly. If you want, say, a cup of the alien tea, and you only want one cup. You don't have to, for example, fill the kettle right up. I think they it's have those. I think they have those kettles on Earth as well. Actually, you can just yes, pour a cup. Not in. as advanced. Not as advanced. Maybe they've got one of those taps that you have in the kitchen that just brings out boiling water. Yes, probably some of them. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Um, JP Devlin, who works on BBC Radio Four, which is very, very yes, big. Um, uh, I know. It. Not in terms of listeners, but just in terms of, of weight. Right. Um, he's asking, where is this guy a professor, and of what? Oh, I think we've been through this, yeah. Mr. James J. P. Devlin. Do I have to go through this again? I'm I am Professor Joseph Lathan, FRCP. I'm a fellow of the Royal College of Physicians. Uh, my expertise is, is uh, twofold. Uh, I, I'm a pan geographic scholar. I'm an ESCO chair in transnational challenges and governance. In the uh, scientific field, I'm a professor emeritus at the University of Washington. Um, we've got Kyle and Pablo. I don't. I just don't think we're going to get to you. Sorry, guys. Um, we, we've only got a couple of minutes left of your well, time. Well, uh, my contention in the book is that they are coming. Yeah, sorry? They are coming. Well, that's how they're making the babies. Oh, yes, right. It's a funny joke, but they're coming down, and they're going to get you and stick it in with all their willies, alien ones. Their head. So be careful. I'm going to send you this picture now. Just if you send me the, the drawing... I'm going to do that right now. I'll t- I will... I will if you send me the, the evidence... Huh? Yes, I'm going to send it now. I will... Shade in her face. Okay, we're still on air. Okay. I, will, uh, I will tweet that to my followers and maybe it will generate a conversation for the next hour or so. Professor... Okay. um. Lovely to speak to you. 
Okay. I'm keep safe. Everybody, keep your wits about you. Don't get bombed. <sighs> Professor, you okay? Yes, yes. I'm just, I'm just drawing the spaceship here. Color that in. What was that noise? You sound like you. I'm coloring this in the spaceship. Just coloring that in. Okay, Professor. Well, I'm gonna, you I'm gonna let you. Um, I'm gonna let you get on with that, and okay. I'm gonna crack on with the show. All right. Thank you. Thank Good you night. so much. Thank you, Professor um, Joseph Lavens. Um, you can say what you want, but you've got to admit there's something in it. There's something in it. These women are convinced. The professor has evidence that he's gonna is gonna send me, and I'll tweet it. Um, there's something in it, isn't there? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Talk Radio. Okay, we'll take your calls now. We can talk about Stephen Stills. We can talk about aliens with phalluses on their heads. We can talk about anything. You want 0344-499-1000. Ian Lee, Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
I tr- try to avoid playing that song, but it's just so joyous, even if the message is a little bit dirty. The message <clears throat> kind of ties in with what we were talking about with the professor. If you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. It's a weird song, isn't it? It's a weird song. It's like the opposite of a love song. No, it's not. The opposite of a love song would be a hate song. It's like a love song plus plus. That's what it is. It's a love song plus plus. I I tell you what. By the way, I've just tweeted uh, at Ian Lee, uh, and we'll tweet it as well from the Talk Radio account, if that's okay. Um, The uh, evidence from Professor Joe Levens is a fascinating diagram. Of uh, based on the accounts of what well, some of the women um, who have uh, had hybrid children, uh, how they describe their alien lovers. Um, I'm a little bit windy pops tonight, and I'm a little bit it it subsided somewhat, but my tongue. Here's a phrase: my tongue is very sweaty. Do you know what I mean? Does, it, does anyone else know what I mean? My tongue. Is very, very sweaty. Um, the only thing I can compare it to is many, many years ago, I ate some mushrooms. And they made me nauseous. And it made my tongue feel all like, um, like fat and hairy and sweaty. It's a horrible description, but it's true. And... Earlier on, I felt like I was going to be sick. Didn't feel particularly ill, but I thought I was going to vomit. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Jonathan, I'll come to you in a second. Um, and and that subsided a bit. It's still still there ever so slightly. And the only thing I can put it down to is I was eating a packet of nuts. Now I'm a big fan. Of the pistachio nut. I'm a big fan of the... um, What's the other nut I like? Pistachio. Cashew. Cashew, that's it. The bless you. You're welcome. Cashew. Big fan of those. And I normally just eat um, eat the pistachios, although they're a lot of hard work. When I'm rich, I'm going to employ someone who will um, pop like 15 pistachios at a time, and then hand them to me, a handful of pistachios. Otherwise, one at a time, 15. Um, But I was eating um, some Christmas nuts. I don't know what that means. Catherine bought some Christmas nuts. And as I was eating it, my tongue started sweating, and I started feeling nauseous. And I had to stop after half a packet. And I think that if I'd eaten more, I would have... um, Vomited. Now, here's the thing, right? I'm not allergic to nuts, or at least I wasn't allergic to nuts. Can you develop an allergy? Genuine question, right? Can you develop an allergy over halfway through your life? At the age of 43, I'm over halfway through my life. We've got another 25 years, if I'm lucky. If I'm unlucky. Or can you develop an allergy later on in life? Now, I don't know what nuts it was in that bag. And if we were um, 
under laboratory conditions, I would go and eat several, I, I would divide the nuts up and um, I would uh, eat several of one, nothing, eat several of them, nothing, and find out what the nut was. I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered. So I'll, I'll just avoid mixed nuts from now on and I'll just eat the cashew and the pistachio and that and that'll be it maybe the brazil but the brazil nuts are the most wooden of all nuts they're the ones that make me think i'm eating seed 03444991000 genuine question right and you know me i'm a little bit of a hypochondriac but can you become allergic to something later on in life, 0344 499 1000. One thing I'll never become allergic to is the insane racist we call Jonathan. Good evening, Jonathan. Stop dead naming me, you white supremacist capitalist patriarch. My name is Lindsay Janeway. What have you got for us this evening, Lindsay? I'm very concerned about the uh, racist, sexist mm. and uh, 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 bigoted remarks you made about women, people in the developing world and people with mental health issues. I don't think I've mentioned women in the developing world or people with mental health issues today. You said you're Not on air. You said that your oppressed female producer was mad well, and that you and that you stole you culturally appropriated hair from innocent poor people in the third world to make a beard for a white capitalist male patriarch in the seventies. Right, hang on hang on a second, right? Um you're talking you're referring to Tony Robinson who was on the show yesterday. He referred to Kath as Mad Kath and it was it was um a wig for John Wayne. It wasn't a beard and it was it was an important um piece of hair that that people even if they'd known where it was going would gladly have sacrificed their hair for. How do you know that? It Why was, didn't you Why didn't you censure him for his bigoted remarks? You're right. I should have no platformed him, shouldn't I? Yes, I'm learning. You can't have white supremacists on the radio. No, I'm learning, love. I'm sorry. Yes, and I'm also worried that you've got a transphobe on the show tomorrow. Uh, Peter Tatchell. <laughs> yes, he supports a transphobic woman who says no, that. No, he doesn't. He support. Women. He supports freedom of speech. Freedom He's... of speech is hate speech. We should ban freedom of speech. It's hate speech. Okay. People have died because of freedom of speech. Uh, I, I, I can't even... I'm hyperventilating. I'm so offended that I'm going to call Ofcom and the police. Have you shut down? Thanks for calling, Lindsay. Thank you. I, I've got, literally... I mean, it's the most insane... New meds or off the meds, you decide. I've got no response to that. I don't know how much I should play along, uh, how much I should back... I don't know. Um, by the way, if you missed the first hour of last night's show, oh, you, absolute corker. Tony Robinson was in for an hour. Hilarious, um, filthy. I 
think genuinely a little bit annoyed that I hadn't referred to him as Sir Tony, so that you could say, oh, you can just call me Tony. I, think, I, did, I was thinking about that today. I thought, well, maybe he was genuinely annoyed about that. Uh, it. It's out as a podcast, and it really is. Um, it, it's one of my favourite bits of radio, I've certainly that I've done here and that I've done anywhere. Um, just an, an hour of, of pure joy talking to the white supremacist, Tony Robinson. Uh, it's a joy. It's out as a podcast. You can get it on iTunes, of course. Um, and if you do get it from iTunes, um, I noticed that only about 350 of you have left, um, like, reviews. And those 350, that's great, thanks. Why haven't the rest of you? It gets thousands, it gets about 10,000 downloads a day. So why the hell haven't the rest of you given it five stars and a review? Uh, you can also get it on Pocket Cast and all kinds of other uh, uh, places as well. And it was an absolute joy. And we do, um, we do one or two podcasts a day. We do a best of, which is like an hour, hour and a half um, of the best bits. And if there's an interview, we'll put the interview out as well. Uh, and I'm sure that Professor Joe Lavens will get um, a, a podcast as well. Uh, and they go out. The way it works is we do the show. It's fun. We go home. Kath comes in the next day, and the previous day's podcasts go up, but they're up by eight o'clock, generally earlier, um, but they're up by eight o'clock, unless there's a problem. Sometimes there's a problem with the computer. Um, but but So if you, if you check your usual source, but eight o'clock in the evening, you'll get the previous day pods. Is that okay, guys? We okay with that? Groovy. Alan, Dana, Angela, stay there. Oh, yeah, Peter Tatchell's on the show tomorrow. Is he coming in or is he on the phone? He's on the phone. Brilliant. Looking forward to that. Just not to talk about anything in particular, just to have a chat. He's a, the Peter Tatchell is an absolute legend. Watch the video of him getting beaten up. Was it Mugabe's um, uh, uh, security team? The video of him trying to put a citizen's arrest on Mugabe. It is just incredible. Incredible. And he got really badly beaten. I got a really nasty knock on his head um, from the security guards. Incredible footage. The man is a legend. And um, we'll just get him on and um, have a chat and see what we talk about and um, celebrate the fact that people like Peter Tatchell exist. Um, 0344 499 um, 1000 is the telephone number if you uh, want to give us a call. Alan, Dana, Angela, come to you after this. Talk radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um, don't forget, <clears throat> it's um, a phone-in show unlike any other phone-in show. You can call in about whatever you want. You know, we, we've talked about Stephen Stills and aliens with um, phalluses on their head uh, and nuts, but you can call in literally about anything, any of the stuff I'm talking about. If it grabs your fancy, you're more than welcome to. Uh, or if there's stuff that... Y- you think we should be talking about uh, sensible or otherwise um we uh, we kind of uh, there was a, a a thing online last week about oh the show's too miserable and, blah, blah, blah. and um the show kind of reflects where i am so if the show gets miserable then hey that, that uh, means i'm miserable uh, and i'm trying i'm trying i'm trying i'm trying i'm trying to get more of a balance um, in between the miserable and the stupid, right? And we're not going to stop doing the stupid. Um, but the miserable stuff is kind of cool as well. So we, we, I'm trying to get more of a balance. Um, but it sometimes might be a little bit, you know, d- d- miserable. And sometimes it might be a little bit too stupid. And uh, and that's kind of fine. 
That's kind of fine, I think. So what I'm saying is you can call in about anything you want. And if don't feel that you um, you can't call in about the miserable stuff, as I'm now ham-fistedly calling it, you're more than welcome to. Final thing, and then we'll take some calls. If you want to watch the show, we're on Facebook tonight, facebook.com forward slash Ian Lee. Hello, I'm watching you. You're watching me, watching us. Let's go to Caddick. Hip, 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 Caddick. You ready for performance ring on Sunday? Uh, yes, I am. All of the acts have been in touch. We got some brilliant acts. Now, here's the thing, right? The show, the performance ring on Sunday, sold out, guys, is made up entirely of listeners to the show, right? Yeah. And amongst those listeners, we have someone. Now, is the custard this? Is the custard in this one? I can't remember. I think we got someone eating custard, or is that in February? I can't remember. Anyway, someone eating. Uh, I haven't got my book with me. Someone eating custard. Someone playing the saw. Someone singing some songs. Someone playing a video game. And um, that's a bit unusual. Yeah, it's a little bit unusual. And we've also got there's a brilliant group singer performer songwriter called Thomas Walsh, who is in the group or is the group. Pugwash, right? Yeah. Uh, Pugwash are brilliant. I mean, properly brilliant. It's nice to be nice, as my mother would say. It's good to be good. and it's not... Anyway, he's going to be joining us via Skype to um, play two or three songs. And he's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. He was also half of um, the Duckworth-Lewis method, which was... Um, uh, Thomas Walsh and Neil Hannon from the Divine Comedy. Thomas is a listener to the show, and when he heard about Performance Ring, he went, Oh! Is there any way we could do it with me being in Ireland? I went, Yes, there is, Thomas. So he's going to be um, performing a couple of songs, and he's like proper. Um, and Alan, I believe you're going to be performing via Skype as well. Yeah, I am. Yeah, it's very exciting. Um, I'm waiting for you to send me a contact request on Skype. I will. Um, um, I will do that. I've, I'll do probably do that on Sunday because I've got your. You've sent me your Skype details. My Skype address. Yeah, and um, so I'll probably do that on Sunday, or, or, or maybe I'll do it tomorrow. I just don't know, Alan. I'm I'm a wild card. A bit like a wild card on the X Factor. A little bit like I don't know what that means. Is I've not seen the X Factor because uh, it's the final this weekend anyway. Well, thank God for that. And then next week it's the final Australia, and all reality TV is done for the year. Then the week after that it's the final of life. Yeah, Christmas. Christmas. Looking forward to Christmas, Alan? Yeah, mum, yeah, my brother's coming down from Blackpool. Your bummer's, you what? My brother's coming Your down brother's from Blackpool. Coming, oh, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, that'd be good. And Kath spoke to me mum earlier. Oh! And has Kath been invited for Christmas dinner? Well, I don't know. He spoke to me mum briefly while I was upstairs looking after me dad. Oh, and what's wrong with your dad? Is your dad all right? Got a frozen shoulder. Aye. And a pain in the back. Yeah, that is. That, they're nasty. Yeah. You're having bad luck health-wise, your family, the Caddicks. It's not been a good year for us. Not been a good year. Well, this one's nearly over, Alan, and so maybe 2017 will be a bit better for you and for everyone else. Well, who knows? I'm just waiting for the first curse to strike of a new year. Oh, flipping it! Look at you. You're in a in a good mood, aren't you? Well, being never the optimist, never the pessimist. Well, I've just I've just realised. I'm, I'm tonight. I forgot to say this, by the way. Tonight is the last night 
Is this the bit of paper? Yeah, here it is. Tonight is the last night. Oh, two things I meant to say. God. Tonight is the last night that we're giving away dead rock stars and dead movie stars. Have you got some, Alan? Richard Pryor. Oh, here we go. Can it? Right. Um, Richard Pryor. Yep. And for the rock star, I would say Elvis. Now, Elvis hasn't gone, which I'm surprised by. It's a strong hand, mate. Strong hand. Um, so tonight's the last night. Uh, one o'clock, that closes. And whatever is on this list, that's it. All right? And also, um, you know we're doing the New Year's Eve show, Alan? Yeah. Nine o'clock on New Year's Eve, Saturday night through to one o'clock. Um, we've got... There's a chair missing, but there's normally... Well, hang on, one, two, three... There's three other mics in the studio. We can get two people around a mic like George and, um, and uh, Paul. Um, so we, I'm going to invite four... Listeners, to come and join us in the studio for the New Year's Eve show. Here's the caveat, right? Make your own way in. Make your own way out. Once the show's finished, I don't want to talk to you. That's it. It's done and dusted. Off you go. Bye. Did you try and do that before, but health and safety got involved? Well, that was because we were going to have a big audience. Right, and and we will do that in the new year. That's going to happen in the new year, okay? We've worked it out, so that's going to happen. But for this, it's just four people. Actually, let's start with four, but let's bear in mind we've got a sofa in here. Okay, let's bear in mind. So there could be a bit of snogging going on. Um, so if anybody wants to put themselves forward tonight as the first listener to win a lucky golden ticket, Willy Wonka style, 0344 And will we be able to call in New Year's Eve as normal? Yeah, 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 of course. It'll be the same old rubbish, but an hour longer and on a Saturday. And they can put that on the post if they want. That's that's how we're going to sell it. The same old rubbish, an hour longer and on a Saturday. But but there is space here for four lucky listeners. And at the end of it, one of them might even win talk radio. Who knows? Um, in fact, that's what we'll do. We'll give. Uh, that's what we'll do. We'll give away talk radio. Subject to Murdoch's approval. Yeah, well, you know, I'm going to the, the Murdoch Christmas party tomorrow. I'm sure it'll be fine. Oh, get your checkbook ready. Thank you very much indeed, Alan. He'll, he'll give me talk radio for free. Um, so, yeah, we'll do that. If you want to be one of the four lucky listeners here on New Year's Eve. And I hate New Year's Eve, right? That's partly why I'm doing the New Year's Eve show, to give um, people like me an alternative uh, uh, thing to listen to, because I hate New Year's Eve. Um, and loads of you have given suggestions to what you... Loads of you have said, don't mention New Year's Eve, and I'm really tempted to not mention it at all, but I suspect I might get told off um, by my boss if we don't even mention it. But um, it, we, we'll try and do a kind of normalish show i don't know really we'll just sit here and, and and talk for four hours and and see what happens but it, it, uh, i don't like new year's eve i don't know how to do new year's eve so um it'll be something for people that don't want to listen to i don't know whatever else is on what's on jules holland is on the telly and it jules jules's hogman mashup um big ben fireworks uh yeah Hang on a minute, will we be able to get here? Don't they close London on New Year's Eve for the fireworks? 
which aren't that far from here. Oh, bum. Well, anyway, we'll work it out. That's my responsibility, not yours. Although, if you're coming, it's your responsibility to work it out. Oh, we're going to give away one uh, one uh, golden ticket tonight. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. So, last night of dead rock star, dead movie star giveaway, and the first night of a golden ticket giveaway for you to come and sit in the studio. Uh, during the uh, New Year's Eve show on Saturday, the 31st of December, 2016, as we see in the new year. Um, 0344-499-1000 is the phone number. Late Nights with Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late Nights, Ian Lee. On air and off the On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 499-1000 is the um, telephone number if you're going to give a score. Remind me to talk about the film Whiplash, which I watched earlier today, and I didn't understand it. I, didn't, I did not understand the movie Whiplash. Um, Angela! Hi, Ian. How are you? Got any ashes? <laughs> no. I'm all right, Angela. What have you got for us? Um, mm. oh? Do you know when you, when you go out at night time... From the station? Yes. Do you ever see anything? A spaceship? Um, do you mean, would you mean spaceships or do you mean like what? Like, did you ever actually see anything in the skies? Well, I see the, I saw the, well, no, I didn't see the supermoon because it was too cloudy. Um, mm. no. Hmm. Oh. Because it's always dark at night, isn't it? I'm it is always dark at night, Angela. Yes, yeah, you have got yeah. that. You have got that spot on. It is always dark at night. Yes. And I was wondering if you can put um, hmm? the picture of it on um, Facebook so I can show my partner. Of what? Sorry. The, do you know the um, the drawing of the picture? Oh the yeah, yeah, from Joe Lavens. Shall I put it on yeah. my Facebook page now? Yeah, and I can show my partner, then he's going to get it all week, then, isn't he? It's already our daily he, talk all week. He's going to get it all week? Yeah, does I this, told him about the aliens coming does this, for Does us. this turn you on, then? No, I just keep tormenting him about the aliens coming. Are you suggesting um, mm. that, that um, he's... You're, you're hinting that you might go off and have sex with an alien who's got a dick on his head? <laughs> Is that what's happening? I've been telling him all sorts of different aliens to him, and then he just ignores me. I've got, do you know what? I, I, <laughs> he huh? said I need a lot of help. <laughs> I think. Well, I, I need a lot of help to understand what the hell is going on in this conversation um, <laughs> regarding um, aliens. Hang on a minute. And mm. I'm just putting it on my Facebook page now. So, no do you find the thought of aliens sexy then? No. No. What? What? No. What, what? What? So your 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 sexual. Um, Inclinations are more earthbound. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope so. Okay. <laughs> we don't know what happens at night now, do we? No, no, you don't. But, but if an alien knocked on your door, mm. your front door, <laughs> would you invite them in? No, because it would run away from me. Oh, were you ugly? No, it would just definitely run away from me. I, um... I think aliens. I think they get turned on by different things to to humans. So you know, I'm, I'm sure they would find you very, very horny. That's it. 
getting the dog in here. Yeah. <laughs> you getting the dog in? <laughs> see if he can, see if he can protect me at night time. Oh, okay. You so said you wouldn't <laughs> want to be um, ravaged by anything. They do say it's the best sex ever. Really, I'll have to look it up then. Yeah, yeah. I think. Well, I've just put the picture on Facebook, so you can have a little oh, look. Thank you. Mm. Um, and um, see what you uh, see what you think about that. Angela. All right. <laughs> you got it. You got it there. You're going to show your partner that, yeah? Mm. Okay, Angela. Thanks for calling. See you. Thanks for Bye. Did anyone know what that phone call was about? I didn't have a clue. Was she cruising? I think she was cruising for aliens. I don't know. 0344 499 1000 is the. the old telephone number, if you want to um, give us a call. So I um, I watched Whiplash today. I'll, t- I'll tell you a minute. Let me, let me take a couple of calls. I'll tell you a minute. Dana! Hip, hip, hip. What kind of cake? Being le- lemon drizzle. Lemon drizzle. <laughs> um, can I just say, last night, was that was a wonderful first hour. The show's always wonderful, but... Oh, Tony, Tony Robinson, Robinson, wasn't he um, brilliant? A total legend. Can I just um, say, can I interrupt, sorry, because mm. um, the trolls are active on Twitter, and I just want to stop this in its tracks, OK? okay. You, say, you shouldn't address the trolls. I'm addressing them. I want to stop this in its uh, tracks. Yeah. Nat Kimber, right? Uh-huh. Trolling. Right? Troll. I'll tell you what, tell you what she's saying. She says BTW, which means by the way. Yep. I won't be able to play dead actors, dead rock star poker. So my hand, Brandon Lee and Kurt Cobain, is up for grabs. <laughs> oh. That's like saying, that's like having kids, right? And then six years later going, I don't really fancy these kids. Does anyone want them? It doesn't work like that. You're stuck okay. with the kids. You're stuck with Brandon Lee. You're stuck with Kurt Cobain. You chose a poxy hand, Nat Kimber. You're stuck with that poxy hand. You can't. You can't just toss off Kurt Cobain. <laughs> you can't just toss off Brandon Lee. You've got them. You are stuck with them. No one is tossing off their dead rock stars or their dead actors. Okay, that is not part of the deal. It's I'm a bit s- like trying to get swapsies, isn't it? It is like trying to get swapsies. And I'm sorry, Nat Kimber. I am sorry. You are stuck with Messrs. Lee and Cobain, okay? That's your problem. That's your problem. That's your problem. Dana, what did you call in for? Well, I just wanted to find out, um, who do I address the cheque to, um, to you... Uh, for the public broadcasting that you've done today, because obviously, you know, yes. like with the BBC, we have to pay a licence fee. Yes, yes, yes. And, uh, you know, after all that incredible information that you've, you've given us, yep. um, I'm just wondering, who do I make the cheque payable to? Just go it? and, um, just go and use a PPI company. <laughs> just go and, just go and use, you know, one of, any of the fine, fine companies that are advertising on this station, go and use them and say, oh, by the way, I heard about you on the Ian Lee show on talk radio. They'll say what? So I heard about you on the, Oh yeah, what you said, who's, who's Ian Lee? What is talk radio? Cause you'll probably just be speaking to someone on the phone or in the shop and they won't know the advertising outlets, but you need to get in touch with the CEO of all of these fine, fine companies that put food into my children's mouths. But and... if I tell the, but if I, but if I was to mention the reference 
alien with penises on their head. They're not. I'm sure they'll they'll understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah, I would have thought yes. so. But but what I was thinking is, I, I just feel so so lucky because obviously this this information that you've that you've given the world is, yeah. is is so important. And you know, I just feel lucky for once that I'm a trans woman, so I feel relatively safe. We, you know, I, I I'm oh, not no. going to get impregnated. Oh but, no, 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 Dana, Dana, Dana. You know. And it's funny. I, 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 in the notes that Professor Joe Laven sent over, I think you probably still could get impregnated, oh. even being a trans woman, because they've got such oh. powerful seed. Um, I, I, I'd need to double check, but I, I think actually you probably could. There's still a risk, you think, of sort of some sort yeah. of contamination. Yeah, 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 definitely. Because it's more like, I think the babies grow more like, um, the bacteria in a Petri dish. Ah. As opposed to in the womb. So I, I think, and I'd need to double check, I'll email Joe, um, t- 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 tomorrow. But, um, yeah, I think you probably could, so, yeah. um, just... Oh, so, may- so maybe I'm not totally safe, because there yeah. was me sitting there being very smart. The best sex ever. Oh. I was literally sitting here being very smug, thinking no. for once I've got the upper hand. I'm, af- I'm because afraid I'm trans. that trans smugness oh. is out the window on this one, maybe, Dana. Maybe Peter Tatchell might know more tomorrow. Maybe Peter Tatchell might know more yeah. tomorrow. Well, I, you know. I don't know if I don't know if we'll get time to talk about aliens with penises on their head to Peter Tatchell tomorrow. Right, but um, if, well, discussion but, piece if things dry up. A yeah, bit. yeah, I, I will definitely. I'll put it in my notes, mm-hmm. and if we get time, I will—I promise I will bring it up. Oh, and, and, and will you be mentioning that thing as well? well? Are you going to be sort of pumping off and... Will, will I be mentioning what? Are you going to be pumping off? Are you mentioning how you've been recently been pumping? Oh, you mean at the gym, of course, Dana. I've seen oh, what you've course, done there. Yes. You made a crude joke, and I'm not. This is a very serious show. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Cut, uh, uh, cut off. Cut off. Um, uh, th- th- cut off. Maybe she may be trans, okay, but I'm afraid that the um, uh, if everybody wants to be equal, then everybody's equal, Dana, and you've been cut off for making filthy lewd jokes. The show is better than that. The show is better than that. We will tackle issues that everybody else is afraid to tackle. We will tackle them, including um, do we have the right to cut off trans people when they make bad jokes? I say yes. I say yes. Maybe I'm the new Hopkins. Who knows? Maybe I'm the new Hartleyborough. Who knows? Who knows? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Um, Jules, Kyle, stay there. Come to you after this. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Give it up, Kyle. Good evening, sir. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, boss. What have you got for us this evening? Well, I've just been analysing that picture you've kindly retweeted from the professor. He was an excellent guest, by the way. Thank you. Very, uh, very informative. But uh, a couple of discrepancies yep. I've noticed, and a question I wanted to ask you. Yes, boss. Okay. Um, so I'm looking at this, and it appears to have the the alien seems to have five penises, but no testes, unless you count that thing at the bottom of its well, I presume, well, a legs. I think those are his feet. It's hard to draw feet. Have you seen that picture of Theresa May stood on 10 Downing Street uh, and with some tiny woman? And it looks like her feet are on back to front. Have you seen that? I've not seen that. Oh, it's... it's if, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. Hang on a second. If I were to Google Theresa May backwards feet... I bet the picture comes up. Hang on a second. Theresa May backwards feet images... No. Um... Oh, well, my, my mate Glenn sent it to me. So do I have to retweet oh. that as well? 
Um, I, I'm afraid I cannot help with your, your that's that's your homework, Kyle, is to okay. find Theresa May with her backwards looking feet. Okay. 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 Good okay. lad. Good no, lad. no worries. No, okay. No worries. Um, the other thing I was going to uh, mention, uh, well, a couple of things I was going to ask you about is um, because a lot of this, a lot of this focus has been about sort of human women and male aliens yes. or whatever sex they are. Yeah. You know what happens if it works the other way around? I mean, you know, I was going to ask him, the professor, if I got a chance. You know, have I got a chance with one of them like alien green women from Star Trek? Would I have a go? More them, and if so, what would, what would I cook for them? Have a go on one of them. Come on, mate. These are intel- super intelligent um, uh, beings from other galaxies. You're not going to have a go on them. It's not like the the ride, the little um, postman pat ride outside um, W H Smiths, is it? You put you, you put a quid in. It's a quid for those now. Flipping it, you only get about two minutes. You put a quid in and get. It's not that, mate. It's an actual Internet. life. It's a life. It's a life. Um, oh. It's a life. Yeah, but they what they what they might not have taste buds. So do I offer them like a steak dinner, or will they be happy with like a dairy sandwich? Mate, what do you mean? Mate, I don't know because I'm not an expert on this. I'm just a, oh. a traveller on life's road, asking questions and and um, you know trying to make my own my own take my own path. Uh, you you like a vessel, effectively, aren't you? Uh, I'm like the the pestle in the vessel. Oh. The other thing I was going to ask you about, that's all right. Um, I heard your thing about the... You could always just pay for a prostitute, Kyle. I I don't want to... I'm not made of money. I'm from Rochdale. Right, so you want a freebie off an alien bird? Well, basically, yeah. Unbelievable, mate. I I think... Do you know what? I think they're looking for um, the super intelligent and the super attractive humans. So um, I'm afraid that's a strike for you on both. um, Whereas I'm double bubble there. Oh, well, they'd love you. That's why I leave my you, window unlocked funny. every night. Because you're funny and you're tall, aren't you? Yeah. So they'd probably love that. Yeah. Because they're probably quite short, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, the thing that the do other you thing believe? Is, do you believe well, the hybrid well, children? Do you believe what, what, what the professor was talking about in the hybrid children? Because I, I, the more I look into it, I've done a lot of research hmm. over the past week or so, the, uh, the more I think that, that, that there is quite possibly, I won't say probably, but there is quite possibly something in it. Well, it's funny, because when I heard it on Howard a few weeks ago, I thought it was absolute tripe and bullshine. Yeah. But you and the presser have kind of convinced me. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really weird. All right, Carl, what else did you want to know? Uh, the other thing, and it, it's probably a really daft idea, but uh, so the four possible tickets for the live version yes. of, uh, you know, Dead Celebrity Poker. Hello, jo- Jules. Hello. Hello, Jules. I'll come to you in a second. I'm just, I'm just finishing Kyle off. Oh, you mucky oh, sort. Uh, yeah, no, I was going to say about that picture of, um, of uh, Theresa May. Apparently, uh, what she was wearing was meant to be worth about 1,700 quid. Again? No, not the one where she's got the leather pant, leather trousers on. Oh, you've already done that one. Sorry. Yeah, no, we did that. Her trousers Sorry. cost nine... No, don't apologise, Jules. Her trousers in that picture cost 950 Pounds. Yeah, that's the one you were saying about. Sorry, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. It. No, there's a picture of her, and I've I've got it. Uh, I, I just can't I just can't bother to tweet it. Um, there's a picture of her stood on the doorstep of ten um, Downing Street. No, I don't think it was that one they were even talking about. It that's was something else. The, that's what I'm talking about. She stood on ten Downing Street with a short woman, 
Dan, someone called Dan Kiss underscore on Twitter right. tweeted it. So look, Theresa May's feet look the wrong way round. Right. Dan, there we go. I've got to do everything for you, lot. I'm, I'm, bi- I'm a little bit busy. I've got, to, I've got to look at everything for you, guy. Unbelievable. It's a, the attitude of some of you people, it just seems... <laughs> you don't give a stuff, you know. So, here we go. Right, I've just, I've just retweeted it now, right? Have that. Have that. Looks like her feet are on back to front. All right, have that. All right. All right. Um, Sorry, carry on. Th- thank you, Jules. You, you did. Kyle. Uh, yeah, oh, hang on. No, what? I think you do look back to front, by the way. Thank they you. do. Yeah. Um, I liked it. She looks like Verity Creekle. Do you remember that? From no. Kenny Everett? No. No. Oh. Um, we weren't really no, allowed no. to watch Kenny Everett because it was a bit rude. I only got to watch what? bits of it if oh. I went round to my cousins in London. Um, so I never used, used to watch Kenny Everett because it was, it, was, it was a bit filthy for us. Well, you, you'd like that. But no, my idea was, it's probably a daft idea, and, and you're probably going to instantly cut me off, but why don't you, for that last ticket... Hang on a minute, Kath has said, I, but I bet she let you watch Bottom. But Bottom, I was about 25 when Bottom was bottom on. Bottom was a nuts. Yeah, I never, I didn't used to like Bottom. Oh, seriously, Gas is just the best programme I was like in my 20s when that was on, I could choose whatever so I wanted. I. So was I. Do you remember that band episode? No. Which one? The band episode. There was a band episode. Oh, well, it wasn't shown for ages. Cause no, it, no, it wasn't. On Wimbledon no. Common. Which one? They set it on Wimbledon Common, and then bad news that overtook things. It was things. not banned at all. What? Well, the only band one was um, from um, Far Show. Far Show, they'd done um, the Australian, um, um, when it was a... Uh, uh, an earthquake. The same thing was being banned. There was no nothing from bottom band. Hang on a minute, Jules. This is getting very, very heated. Kyle, you're saying there was a banned episode of Bottom, a series never. I've never watched. Where I got Jules? Let, let Kyle speak. It, it, it was pulled and not shown for a, a little while after. How long is a little while? Uh, I've got a feeling it was a year, but I could be okay. wrong on that. Why no. was it banned? No. Be- Jules, let him speak. You can come back in a second. Kyle, why because, was it banned? Because part of it were set on Wimbledon Common, and there was quite a horrific crime that took place in Wimbledon Common. Oh, was it um, um, the the murder of Rachel Nickell? Yes. Oh, was it? Okay, the, right. Yeah. Okay. And the BBC okay, wouldn't yeah. show it. Okay, that's isn't that interesting? Okay. No, um, that was never banned. That was always shown. So, hang on, Jules, you're saying that that episode... Well, you're... Because you, 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 sometimes they do show episodes at a later date. Yep, no, that, no, that was definitely shown. And that was shown time. in its original slot, was it? And it wasn't, it wasn't, I think we're getting, if Keith's phoning about this, let me know, because we'll put him on. Uh, So you're, what makes you think it was banned, Kyle? I've just got a a feeling that when, when you watch the original run, I'm sure they sort of said, uh, in, uh, you know, in in a change to the public schedule, blah, 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 this is, and I'm sure it was an older episode they showed to fill out the six episodes sort of thing. And Jules, you're um, adamant that, that... I may be wrong, but oh. I don't think I am. Hang on a minute. He's gone from no, 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 to well, I right, may right, be right, wrong. Alright, right. no, I think I'm right. I don't think it was not delayed at all. My money is now switched from Jules. It's on Kyle. Let's bring, um... Oh, it's the Keith's not going about... Hang on a Keith, you haven't called in about this. Actually, I will say actually now no, it was not delayed. Keith, you've not called in about this. Sorry, about what? I've, I've kind of joined the conversation late. It sounds uh, even too puerile for me. Oh! 
Purile. Ooh. Someone want to tell him what we're talking about? I'm going to Google it. No. Well, we're, talk- we're talking about that bottom episode and whether it was uh, broadcasters originally scheduled or whether it was delayed because of a tragedy. Was... But now, the other bloke... Uh, sorry, and I didn't get your name. I'm really sorry. The, the other man, Ian, who rang in... Yes. ...discussing the bottom say, what's his name? Jules. I'm siding with Jules now, only because that bloke says we're pure oil. Right, well, okay. So, Keith, are you a fan... Do bag? No, 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 no. You're, you're involved now, I'm afraid. There's no backing out. If anyone knows what we're talking about, 03444991000. Keith, um, did, were, were you a fan of Bottom, the Rick Mail, Adrian Edmondson series? Do you know what? I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was all right. I've never seen it, right? Liar. I've seen a bit of it. Oh, okay. Class. Um... How much? Literally probably about ten minutes of one episode. No. Oh. Um, now, Keith, Kyle thinks that an episode of this was um, not shown during its original run because of uh, an horrific murder that had taken place in real life. Do you know about this, Keith, or not? Hello, Keith. No, I don't. You don't know about that. Hang on a second. Dana? Hello. Good to meet you again. Welcome. We've done... So, um, you, you, uh, please tell me you've called in about this. I have. Um, yeah, it was. Um, Kyle's right. Um, I, I actually worked for the BBC at the time, what? and I was lucky enough to see the every episode. Yeah. Um, and that episode, Wimbledon Common, wasn't shown in its original slot. It was held back for quite a while. And right. I think it was Rachel Nicole. Yeah. Jules, you've really? embarrassed yourself there a little bit, mate. I haven't been in all that, And so have you, Keith, in all honesty. Well, do you know what? Do you know what? It's a perfect opportunity. If you build it, it will come. <laughs> 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 Qualifications, Dana. Um, I was there, I worked at BBC. Can't say fairer than that, you get a round of applause. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. Dana, thank you very much. Right. Touche, 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 touche. Jules, you've embarrassed yourself, mate. It's probably best. I have, I have totally. If if just, in the middle, I'm not going to talk to you anymore, Jules. I'm going to talk to Keith and Kyle. It's probably, and I'm not going to say goodbye to you. It's probably best... If some point during this conversation you just put the phone down, okay, is that all right? You just kind of, you, you sort of back away, you slink out, and you just put the phone down. Is that all right, Jules? Of course. All right, fella, in your own time. Keith, what did you call him for? A uh, number of things, really. Um, you know, performance ring, dead rock stars. Jules has gone, by the way. What a loser! We flashed the movie. What a loser Jules was. What was that oh, about? God, that was embarrassing. It's oh, a bit harsh, but I, I, I can see where you're coming from. Carl, you must um, have a stonker right now. Well, I, do you know what? I don't take pleasure in victory. I really don't. Really? I, yeah, hate, I, I hate you. Oh, so I'm going. I think you should probably just just go. Oh, can, uh, do you want me to ring tomorrow and tell you my idea for uh, your last remaining ticket? Oh, no, go on. You, 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 can, do, you can do that. Go on. Hang on a minute, right. Keith. Hang on a minute. It's all got a little bit out of hand here. With Kyle's ego is, 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 is run amok. Um, a mock's a good word, isn't it? A mock is a great word. A mock. wonder what, what, what the origins of that word are. Chinese? Iraqi? A mock. A mock. A-M-O-K. Asian. What? Viking. Yeah, Viking. A-M-O-K. A-M-O-K. 
What is that? That's like kind of Norwegian. Hey, I'm okay. Chinese, Chinese, I'm okay. No. Amok. Amok. Would you welcome live to the stage? Amok! Are you doing that voice with like your hands cupping your mouth? Hey, it's Malaysian. Oh, cupping. Cupping. <laughs> Carl, please, please get to the point of your call. Well, no, right, it was just an idea for the last ticket for, uh... Well, the, we can't uh, even give away the first ticket. No well, one's called in for the first ticket. People are going to call in for it. Well, I don't I think they will. It's who's going to want to come to some crappy studio on New Year's Eve? I didn't want to throw my hat in the ring. I'm happy to do it. However, yeah. why don't you, for the fourth ticket, you've got a number of callers now, like Dana and Alan and myself and... Why don't you do a Bush Tucker trial for the last one? Where All right. Got a week, lots of Why rubbish. don't you go and eat a Winkle? <gasps> I'll eat an alien's bum hole for a ticket. Right, this is right. This is just getting ridiculous. Keith, um, what, please tell me what you've called in for, because I'm losing the will to live now. Uh, just general chit-chat, really. You know, performance ring, it's very exciting. It's, are you uh, coming, weekend, are, isn't it? Are you, coming, um, are you coming on Sunday to watch? Uh, I haven't got a ticket, but thanks. Yeah, I'll come along. <laughs> I can't, I can't, there's no, there's no. Um, the, I, I, I've given away um, a pair of tickets to Eben because um, he's going to be down from Wales with his dad, um, and and you, you're coming, are you, Ed? Flipping it. Uh, so there's there's not any, I'm afraid. But 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 you're performing on the February. I was going to perform at this oh, one. Yeah. Uh, well, I know, I know. There was there was some controversy. I had, like, big names and everything. Yeah, well, uh, the thing is, the, 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 you, well, you had the bass player from Madness. Yeah, but I think I can get Lee Thompson as well, who's a sax player. OK, but the thing is, we can't... The, this is what I'm trying to stress to you, Keith. We can't make I too know, much I noise. noise. I know it's noise. I know it's noise. Well, I know. we can't, but we can't. You know we can't. My, my, my act is going to be a little bit noisy. I know what your act is, and your act sounds brilliant, but, but, but we can't make that much noise. That's the That's the problem. And we, and we can't, we can't, because of the licensing laws and stuff like that with that place. So we can't. We're going to have to do it unmiked. It's going to have to be an acoustic cooking music type think, sort of uh, set. Uh, yeah, but you've got to guarantee that we're not going to have too much noise. Because I want to see it. It's, the act sounds brilliant. This isn't me going, oh, the act sounds brilliant, but I'm just, I'm terrified it's going to be too noisy. <laughs> I mean, I think I think it might be a little bit noisy. This is the thing, man. And by the way, the, fe- the performance ring on February the twenty sixth, I think it is. There's a, like a handful of tickets left. It's the last performance ring. Whatever. For a while. So the one on February the the, the last weekend of February is the last performance ring for a while. Why? Um. Because we we got we got we got other we got other plans we got other plans, <laughs> and I don't want to do it too often and dilute well, it. Well, I mean the thing is, the thing is, you got that Joker Benet closing for you at the next one, so the next one may well be the, <laughs> exactly. the last one. It might. <laughs> uh, Keith, have you got more stuff? Because you can come back after the news if you want. Oh yeah, I'll hang on. Why not? Yeah, why the hell not? That's what we want to hear: enthusiasm from our slacker callers. Want to take part, guys? You're more than welcome. Oh three. Four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
something happening here But what it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down Everybody's right if everybody's wrong Young people speak in their minds Are getting so much resistance from behind Time we stop, hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going Springfield, Stephen Stills. Uh, we were talking earlier to David Roberts, who's written a brilliant book about Stephen Stills, which I'm halfway through. Oh, buzz, buzz. Buzz gone. Uh, last hour of the show, 0344 499 1000. Catherine, would you, would you want to come and uh, join me in the studio? Do that. Um, last hour of the show, you, as always, you can call in about absolutely uh, anything you want. We pride ourselves on being the only, um, well, the only late night show, the only phone in show, I think, where anybody can call in about anything they want to at all. Uh, but some things that might uh, uh, tickle your fancy uh, aliens having sex with an alien, if, if the situation uh, arose, would you? Um, even if their penis was on their head. Um, we are, it's the last day of giving away dead rock stars and dead movie stars once we get to one o'clock that's it it ain't happening no more and we're giving away one golden ticket one lucky person um will get to um come and join us in the studio on new year's eve i say lucky it'll be a sad case (laughs) well it will be won't it there we go look you're on uh hello what like us that doesn't like um Yes, exactly. New Year's Eve. Like us that don't like... Uh, of course, people may not want to um, to come and join us. You know, they may decide... They'd rather be on their own, which is cool. Or out having a good time. You know, you just, you just what, don't... With their actual friends. With their actual friends. 
it's um, you can if you're watching on facebook.com forward slash Ian Lee you can see Catherine and she looks um, tired <laughs> well it's after midnight exactly it starts to turn into a pumpkin Keith hip 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 plus plus uh, I just realised that um, that song you played um, that was the tune that Finley Quay sampled <laughs> <laughs> it was, wasn't it? I think a couple of people have uh, have sampled it. What was Finley Quay's um, big song? Even after all, go on, sing a bit. I kind of meant some of the words. Even after all, rubbing my ribs. The murdering. Even after all. No, I've never heard of it. He did the oh, sun is shining. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did that one too. I no, saw the, him. No, uh, he he said. Chorus. He, he was, said hello to me you once. You know, I love what? you so. Oh God, I hate that song. You know, I love you so and okay. so. Okay, okay. We've got the song now. This is like when I trigger my grandma into a song. <laughs> She'll do the repeat to face. <laughs> he said hello to me once as he came out of a shop in Primrose Hill. Really? Yeah, because really? I was I was on the telly. He was in the charts. Happy days. Oh, was it yeah. um, Eagle Eye Cherry? One I had a two. girlfriend once that who was two timing me with him. With Eagle Eye Cherry? No, Finley. Finley Quay, really? Yeah. How do you feel about that? Well, you know, I'd, I'd already bought the album, so I'll, I'll, I'll still. <laughs> well, you should have that. asked her to get it signed. <laughs> <laughs> it might as well have done. Well, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm pretty relaxed with that sort of thing. You know, so we, you know, we can talk about sexy aliens if you want, because I definitely would. <laughs> you wouldn't. Come on. You would. I think you would. But what if they look like Green Gilbert? Um. Yeah, you know. Still have a go. It's experiential, isn't it? It's it, it's 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 a once in a lifetime I opportunity. Think you would and... have to. I think you would. If the opportunity presented itself, you you'd have to. And also, I think they use mind control techniques oh. anyway, so you don't really have much much choice. If they want you. They will take you. I saw the V. I mean, some of those guys were quite sexy, weren't they? Some of them were. I mean, until they. Even with the uh, well, but uh, it still worked for me. Diana in V. Oh man, that that came at a really important time in my life. (laughs) No, but a lot of the time they're going to brainwash you, or or at least wipe your memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to remember the event. I think it's different for men. They wipe the memory of the the men, but the women have to to give birth to the children. You can't wipe the mind of a woman that's given birth. Can you? I don't think you can. Well, people have more than one child. <laughs> Explains it, doesn't it? Yeah, that's true. They've forgotten that they had a first child, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think, I, I, do you know what, either way, I just think, you know, if you're in that situation, like in any situation where... Here's the thing, right, here's the question, Keith. Is it cheating if it's outside your species? <laughs> here's the thing. If you're, oh, if you're forced to do it. it, it, it well, that means... Anyway. Maybe that's where the mind control here's myth the question, comes right? from. Here's the question. I've genuinely... I've often thought about this quite a lot, right? <laughs> if um, um, like an alien spaceship came down to Earth, like in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, right? You've thought about this quite a lot. Yeah, I have, actually. God. Or um, Flight of the Navigator. It's, so the alien spaceship comes down, right? And the, they come out, and you're all stood around the spaceship, but it's like you and your family, and you... It's, it's, it's just doing you first, Kath. Mm. 
So you, it comes in your back garden. You and your family, your kids, and your parents. They're all. Well, still there. mine. There's a slide. It doesn't matter. They can they can expand space and time and stuff. It's fine. And they say to you, right, Kath, we'd like to take you for a trip on our spaceship. Would you go? Of course I would. Right. But they Could say, phone work no, first? no, 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 no. This is serious. This is serious. If you're going to take the piss, then I'm not going to ask you. This is a serious question. Right? Genuinely, I've thought about this a lot. Right? Go on. They say. So you you want to go for a run there? They say, but 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 but, you can never come back to Earth again. <laughs> oh, it's not a ride, then, up. is it? That's an abduction. It, right, you're the, Would you do it, Keith? Yeah. And Keith, absolutely. have you got family, like kids and stuff? Yeah, but I'm so sick of them, man. Come on, it's like. <laughs> Honestly, sign me up. You know what's going to happen, though. You'll end up on a slab or in a museum or no, something. No, 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 no. You know, you, they will take you on a journey to their planet, which is like a billion light years away. Um, but you, you will never be able to come back to Earth. You never see your kids, Keith. You never see your, your wife, your your mum, your uh, your house. You you never see any of those people. Your Finley Quay DVD. Your Finley Quay. You, you never see your. Fr- you never see any of them ever again. You would go, would you, Keith? Ian, it tastes like food all day long, man. Wow. Seriously. He's totally yeah, going. All day long. All right, Catherine, I'll ask you the question again, but this time, can you answer it properly? Yeah. No, I wouldn't. You wouldn't go? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't go and see the wonders of the galaxy? No. What? what, 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 what That's a very selfish what attitude. What message? Well, hang on a minute. you got two daughters, yeah? Yeah. What example are you setting your daughters? I'm saying I love them more. That's Surely that's, that's no, that's the wrong. That's also, the wrong you're going to end up being like some aliens plaything. You're up there. obsessed with sex. They are. Oh, what, they're on sex, a different thinking, plane. Like, um, you know, they'll probably put me in a. You know, I'm a prime specimen. Right, you're I'll be in a zoo. What you're saying to your daughters is, when an opportunity comes, don't grab it. In fact, turn it down. I am actually turn saying. It down. Here's what I'm saying: say no to strangers. <laughs> As my mate Scott would say, she's murdered you there, mate. Oh, um, I would, it. I would um, think <coughs> long and hard about it, but I would go. Mm. I would go, yeah. and I'd be heartbroken. You've got to go. You've yeah, got you've to go. got to go. So selfless of you. No, because I'd be setting an example to my boys. Of stranger comes along, gives you a better offer. No, screen. They're, they're, they're not paedophiles, the aliens. Not saying they are, but you don't know. Although we, though we didn't think football coaches were, but look what's what's unraveling in front of our very eyes. No, but do you think it's different for boys than it is for girls? Oh, so it's in like ter- hitchhiking. In terms, in terms of in terms of the example that you set to them, yeah. You say, okay, boys, you know, you've got to be adventurers. Look at Matthew McConaughey in Interstellar, terrible movie. So, oh no, I quite like that. that. I quite like that. Oh, it's where he goes in a black hole. Weird. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, oh I like that. Wouldn't it be I good like to... him. He's good, but no, bad movie. Wouldn't so... it be good to set your, you know, your chi- children, male children, the example of being loyal? Yeah, it's it's good to set them example. It's good to set them example of being boring, of being mundane, of being afraid of change, of taking risks. It's kind of like um, when people go in the jungle or Big Brother, but forever. Exactly. They're away from their kids for like uh, six and you're not on weeks. TV either. Yeah, exactly. So. It, uh, and yet they do it. So you, yeah, you're knocking they... Larry Lamb, are you? What about George Lamb? George Lamb's not been able to go around and see his dad for six weeks. Yeah, <laughs> but the thing is, right, his dad's been handsomely paid and he'd know he'd be returned to his, you know, his home. Well, you don't know. He's not going to be, I mean... He's Hang been, on a minute. He's been Hang tormented in that, but the torment is over. We need wisdom here. Dennis. Good evening. If... An we a- are on the biggest 
Planet on the planet, we are now in a spaceship, really. We're travelling through space. What? All the time. Yeah. But, but look up at the sky on the night when there's no loop pollution, late pollution, and see what a magnificent loop place pollution. space is. Yeah. Now, so, to go where uh, you want to go... Yes. Take you years, so yep. there's no point in coming back because all your children would have grown up. That's what you're not allowed back. Great grandchildren, they'd have had great grandchildren, and yeah, so then you're on. not allowed back. Well, even if you did, well, you can't. Once you start leaving here, yeah, the time travel means, means that these people will grow old while you were on the way. It's not time travel, that's the theory of relativity, but well done. Yeah, but I'm saying going across the universe would... without time travel would mean that your children would be growing old yeah. while you're on the way. Yeah, yeah, well, no, exactly. So there's no point in coming back. You well, this is see what I'm anyway. saying. So well, what I'm saying, Dennis, yes, is would you go? Yes. I Boom! Would. That's Dennis saying all, it. He's, he's a nice. 90... He's dead. Hey, no. Well, they've no, got no, life-sustaining no, technology. He might as well crack on. He's got nothing to lose. Hang on a minute, I have got something to lose. I want that gold ticket because you already owe me 20 quid. Sorry? You bet me me twice I wouldn't make a year. Yeah. And you didn't pay up, so it's time you gave me the gold ticket. The line is, the line is, um, is, is breaking up, Dennis. Oh, yes, it was. Can't hear what you start. We've lost that line there. Don't waste a ticket. Don't waste a ticket. Don't waste a ticket. The thing is, if I give it to him now, there's, the, the, the odds are I'll have it back before New Year's Eve. What I'm saying is, I don't think you'll make it. Um, I, you, I think that to not. Oh, you're right. Yeah, the, here we go. Michael's got it. Kath, you say you love your daughters more, but wait until they're teenagers. You might regret passing up the opportunity. Then, thank you, Michael. Exactly. Very, very. I've got a 13 year old daughter. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. You, I think you'd have to go. And then, um, where's mummy? Oh, she. She's she, been probed. No, she's, Something rotten. She's a hero. She's an actual hero. She's gone to another galaxy. I'll be an exhibit. Where's Daddy? He's off, like, having intergalactic sex from all angles. He's an intergalactic <laughs> playboy. <laughs> having sex in 15 different dimensions at once. And, and directions. Exactly, Keith. Exactly. Thank you for that. You see? Isn't it funny, the, the future we imagine for ourselves, yeah. if we were to go for the aliens? <sighs> I worry that I'm going to end up being probed. You worry that you won't. <laughs> I I would worry about space aids. That would be a serious concern. Um, but oh, I think you'd have to go. No, you'd no. see things that no human. I couldn't being tell anyone. Has ever well, you'd experience. Couldn't it put it on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I think they've got Wi-Fi in space. I oh, really, but that puts a different. No, no, no you, you you can't. But I mean, it would be and it would be heartbreaking for me to say goodbye to my boys. I'd be ups, I'd be upset. <laughs> By the time the in-flight meal came out, what? Well, you, yes, once once you're on the the thing flying away, <laughs> whizzing away through space, it'll be amazing. God. No, I think you're an embarrassment to um, womankind with that attitude. Well, that might be why they're so keen to get hold of me. No, well, you never know. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. What would you do, dear listener? <laughs> this is all right. <laughs> Late night, Ian Lee. On air and off the loop. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Get rid of music, eggs. I want to I wanna do an impression of a film that I saw today, right? I'll drop now. Yeah! 
You're a worthless piece of crap. You're a piece of crap. Why? You're a piece of crap. Uh, um. My hands are bleeding. You're a worthless piece of crap. You're a piece of crap. You're fired from a... I'm going to kick your ass. Uh, you're a piece of crap. Oh, my hands are bleeding. You're a piece of crap. Karen Carpenter's story. Whiplash. Oh. Have you seen it? No. Whiplash. I'm all out of breath after that. So everyone, it won like a million Oscars, literally a million Oscars. Oh. And everyone um, says, um, oh, it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Even Goldstein said it. And he watches a lot of films. So what did you think? Every film he's recommended to me has been Pony. Um, so I, I watched it today. I have access to all movies. I'm a celebrity. And, um... I didn't get it. Oh. I didn't... Embarrassing. I didn't like it. I mean, I understood the story, but I didn't like it. Was it that you didn't like any of the characters, so you didn't care about them? Every character in that film... He's an arsehole. Yeah. Do you know what I found that with eyes wide shut? Didn't care about him. The only one who's who's not is um, Lucy, the girl he goes out with for a bit. But she's a bit drippy. It's got um, Greg Evigan, not Greg Evigan, the other dad from My Two Dads, not BJ. Um, Paul, so Greg Evigan, the little one with the yeah brown, brown curly mullet. Yeah, but it's grey curly mullet oh, now. No. Paul, um, just Greg Evigan from My Two Dads. He's not in it. It's the other one. The other one. He's also in the Alien movies. Paul Frears. Paul. Paul Reiser. Yeah, we go. Paul Reiser is in it. He's an ass. Oh. It's got. I think it's the same actor that plays Dom from Don't Get Done Get Dom. <laughs> think it's the same actor. I'm not sure. They look the same. He's an ass. Mm. The 19-year-old... Do you you know what it's about? I'm guessing drumming. Yeah. It's about the drums. It's about the drums. It's about learning um, to play the drums. Right. I know people who can play the drums, and they didn't go through any of that rubbish. No, my first boyfriend was a drummer. He did a very odd face. He put me off quite a lot. Yeah. Um, The music that they played in Whiplash Mm. was awful. I mean, just awful. What was it, it rock? Hair well, rock? No, it was like jazz, but it didn't sound like jazz. It sounded just like um, like easy listening. It was awful, right? Oh and the the don't get done, get dom guy, basically, he's an abuser, not a sexual abuser, but mental abuser. And he's got this band. He teaches in this music school in New York, right? This music academy. Why they'd have a jazz band in a music academy, I don't know. And everyone is terrified of him. Terrified, because he's, he's, he's an abuser. A bully. He's, he's, yeah. Um, and the, the I just didn't get it, and I'm watching it. And I'm thinking, this is a um, really unpleasant movie about really unpleasant people. Well, I have no sympathy or empathy for any of the, the characters in this. They're playing crap. I mean, I watched it all. Yeah. And then at the end of it, spoiler alert, he gets, he, the drummer boy, 
they're playing doing a competition, and he's he's so keen to be in this competition that he crashes his car, and his face is all ripped to shreds, and he goes into the concert covered in blood, and he messes up, oh. and the guy says, "You're out of my band." <gasps> so he then tries to kill him, oh. and gets kicked out of the school. Right. Um. And then, and then. The guy gets the sack from the school because another boy kills himself. And the and the drummer boy gives evidence, like but secretly, right? Then they bump into each other a year later. And the drum teacher, this is actual spoiler alerts now. The drum teacher says, ah, I got the sack. Someone uh, ratted on me. Anyway, listen, I've got a jazz band. We're playing a festival tomorrow. The pieces that we rehearse, Whiplash is the name of them. Another couple of pieces. The drummer's not up to it. What do you reckon, kid? Can oh. you do it? Yeah, oh, kid goes, You sure? He goes, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You up for it? He goes, yeah, I'll do it. He's like, This is, and he invites the girl who is, and, and um, um, Greg Evergan. Um, uh, and they all rock up at this big concert, right? And he sits down, he can't believe it. He's like, Playing with some of the best musicians. And the guy, the teacher goes up to the front of the stage and goes, right, we're going to be playing Whiplash and the other songs this kid knows. But before we do that, here's a song he doesn't know. And he walks over to him and goes, I know it was you that brought <gasps> me up. And so this kid, but then, but then this is the thing, right? This kid is like a brilliant drummer. right? So they're playing and it's all like written drum notes and stuff, but he couldn't even oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. He couldn't even just like busk away with the song, right? My mate Matt could. Mm. My mate Matt could. He could do it. He could just sit there and just go. Right, what's the time? Just keep up. He could do all that. And so basically, he humiliates the boy in front of this a thousand people and stuff like that, right? Petty. And then he gets, the boy walks off in tears, right? And, and Greg Evergan is there and he hugs him. And then the boy gets a determined look on his face and he takes his jacket off and he goes back out on the stage. I'm thinking, oh, what are you doing, mate? You just want to. And he goes back on the stage and he just starts playing some wicked drums. And the, 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 the don't get dumb, get dumb is like, what? Is what the, what the F? He might even say it. What? He says, what the F? What the F is going on here? What the F is this? Well, damn it, Pacino, what the F is going on? Well, you're coming back on. Hoo-ha! <laughs> um, and the kids are... And the band are going, what? And then he says to the, the bass player, double bass, he says, I'll count you in. And he goes, okay. Well, so, hang on, so suddenly they know what song they're going to play, do they? Because uh, this hasn't been rehearsed. Then the whole band join in and they play some like what they would consider. And Dom's not playing. Well, then Dom does because he's conducting it. So then Dom does what any conductor would worth their sort would do. Just starts moving his hand. Yeah. And he's giving the kid the stairs, right? Giving the kid the evil stairs because he's he's won. And then the song finishes. Slow hand clap. No, 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 no. The song finishes. But the boy don't stop. And he carries on. He does a really self-indulgent drum solo oh. for seven minutes. And then Don't Get Dumb, Get Dom realises the boy is the genius. 
he spent his entire career looking for. Oh, He's a genius. Yeah. And so he, he plays the song, and then they finish, and then it ends. And I guess what? It finished, and I thought, you know when you can see an ending coming up, you think you don't end now. This is not a conclusion. This Where's the not, rest of my film? It's concluded. Oh. Without a conclusion. Do you know what that film sounds like to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like Showgirls, but with drums instead of pasties. I've not seen Showgirls. Yeah, because there's a little bit of that going on as well. Right. And, like, she's running around with no clothes on. and then That sounds better than this, to well, be honest. It's not, Everyone was it's fully not, clothed. It's not very good. And then, like, there's people being pushed down the stairs and there's the older showgirl and she acts like a mentor. And there's, like, this slightly lesbian I, I'm going to be honest. And then, and then the, the two, one that... The two films don't sound ranks, anything... Ends up a right old cow. Like And then it. she realises that she's turned her back on what used to be, like, a wholesome soul. Yes. And anyway, in the end, they all appreciate each other. It doesn't sound anything like this at all. I tell you what this sounds like. Another film that won a load of Oscars and was tedious, The Birdman. Have you seen that with no. Michael Keaton? No. Have you seen it, Ed? Yeah. Rubbish, isn't it? Yeah. That's all you need What's to say. about Pigeon Fancy? No, it's... it's is it all supposed to be done in, like, not one shot, but in, like, real time or something? Just, it's supposed to be done in real time. I didn't realise that until I read about it afterwards. It's Michael Keaton having a breakdown as an actor. It's very pretentious, mm. very up its own arse, and won a shed load of Oscars. They do. Ed's put his headphones on now. I feel bad. Meanwhile, striptease, not striptease, showgirls gets nothing. Ed, what do, you, what do you want to contribute to this conversation? No, just getting them on just in case I could contribute something no. else. But, yeah, no, I agree. It was a really, really great movie. All right, I mate. Got... There's nothing for that kind of language. Wow. And what do you Sorry know? Well. Academy what? Awards. And, and by the way, right, I've got a story about... Where's, um, where's the newspapers? I haven't got the papers. You, um... Oh, dear. Hang on, I've got them. Get the papers. So go to break, and then I'm going to destroy you, Ed, and your country. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk... Here we go, Ed. I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to do it now. Go for it. Try me. New Zealand? Yeah. That's not a real country. Yeah, it is. They don't enjoy it, but most New Zealanders will admit they've been mistaken for an Australian. My. What? Yep, that's true. Thank you very much indeed. One Kiwi traveller, however, was stunned. One Kiwi traveller, comma... However, comma. Is that right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't read properly. One Kiwi traveller. However. No, no, no. So you can take however out. You've got to read the pause, though. One Kiwi traveller, however, was stunned. I would put in just the second comma, so right. the one after however. One Kiwi traveller, however, was stunned. You'd be wrong. When border guards refused to believe that New Zealand was a real country. <gasps> Chloe Phillips-Harris, do you know her? No, I don't. Do you know Chloe Phillips-Harris? Oh, and that name sounds a little bit more familiar. Yeah. 28 was detained in Kazakhstan for two days, for two days, because immigration officers insisted that New Zealand was a state of Australia. It's not. It's a state of mind. <laughs> when her flight... I like you turning up the microphone just to laugh at what I say. That bit, I, that I like. I'm also trying to get rid of the buzz from our side. When her flight touched down in Almaty... Don't do the voice. The start of an adventure exploring the mountainous country and working on farms. Which sounds awful. Quickly turned into a nightmare. I got to an immigration booth. I'm from you. Fashion chops. <laughs> what is that accent? Fashion chops. South Africa. I got to an immigration booth. 
"'And they told me I couldn't come in without an Australian passport,' Miss Phillips Harris said. "'I'm from New Zealand fashion chops. "'They said New Zealand was clearly a part of Australia.' "'Oh, now where are you from?' <laughs> We are a multicultural society in New Zealand, exactly. that's all I'm saying. Exactly, they've got a Chinatown in New Zealand. She was barred from entering the country and ushered onto a plane flying to China. But by making some telephone calls to well-placed contacts... Oh. Uh, Russ and Ed, I'll come to you in a minute. She's connected. She managed to get off that flight, only to be whisked away into a tiny interrogation room. It had an old map on the wall, but di- it didn't have New Zealand on it. <gasps> How old would a map have to be for it not to have New Zealand on? At least 175 years. Wow! 200 years, maybe? That's an old map. Making it even harder for her to argue her case. She was locked in the guarded room for the next day and a half. It had one small bed and she was given no food or water, (laughs) apart from a sip of a soft drink given to her by a friendly guard. Luckily for Miss Phillips Harris, her contacts—but it was lilt. Mysterious contacts, you see. Contacts and managing to get off a plane as yeah. well in Kazakhstan provided her with a new visa, and thanks to her dual nationality, an American passport. So they didn't even accept in the end that New Zealand was a real country. She had to be an American. After parting with some cash, she was free to leave. Ah, and there's a little—they've—they've they've summed up your country. In six lines, New Zealand was originally part of the British colony of New South Wales, became a separate part of the empire in 1841. Um, Kazakhstan, meanwhile, was the last. They summed up your country in in three lines. And and joined us with Kazakhstan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Do you know what? I'm reading between the lines there. Yeah. They just wanted to give him some money for a bribe. I, I wonder what she was doing there, though. I mean... She you had know, contacts. Contacts, bribes, managing to sneak off that plane from China. She's... Bye. Bye. Um, my sister says, I've lived in New Zealand for over a year. I'm still not sure it's a real country. Should I blow Should I blow the whole thing over and just tell you that New Zealand is actually a Hollywood set and we've just made it look good? Well, There's only like ten of us that actually... It don't look that there. good, mate. Don't go big up too much. Yes, Ed? Oh, yeah, all right. Ian, how's it going? You're right. Yeah, I'm good. Um, yeah, we go. That's it. That, that that was a um, South African accent, actually. Well, the one you, you were just you were doing. Pull off. No, the one you you were attempting earlier. No, mate, it was New it was New Zealand. South African. It wasn't very good, but no. it's definitely South African. No, 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 no mate. Spit with you. No, 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 no. I've got a bone to spit with you. Well, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute, Ed. 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 I've got a bone to spit with you, mate. Go on then. That was a New Zealand accent I was doing. <laughs> no, no, no. South African. Bad South African. Okay. Well, let's go to Russ. Evening, Russ. Well, well, we'll go back to Ed in a minute and let's see if he's cooled his heels. Yeah, well, I was going to start the, convers- the, the call by saying, vampire, vampire, bloody vampire. Why are we going to do that, Russ? Have you, have you been taking LSD again? <laughs> yeah, I think it's something in the tea. Yeah, we go, you see. A little bit of mushroom tea right it now. Was, it was a tribute to your, um, your good old days in... Uh, Titty Bang Bang. Oh, see, now now he believes I was in that programme, you see. Now he I didn't believe it. Found, he found it. I found it. I there went on you YouTube go. and the uh, thing is, it's not listed. If you search Ian Lee Titty Bang Bang, it, it won't find it. Yeah, so no, I, I was to, doing uh, it. Um... Search the episode. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> there you go, you see. Uh, yeah, yeah, good, good. good, no, good. I, 
I, I did uh, I did like that at the time and, uh, that series. It yeah. was all right. It was a bit hit and miss, but there was there were some funny gags in there. I don't think it was particularly, you know, Britain's greatest sketch show, but there were some funny bits and pieces in it. Yeah, yeah. What you got for us, Russ? Um, I can't remember the original thing I was going to say, but oh. I did want to co- compliment you on um, last night's... Um, I only listened to the first part of the show with the interview with uh, Tony Robinson. Tony Robinson, and, um, wasn't he good? Wasn't he good? Good value. What a lovely, lovely man. His book, I cannot recommend his book highly enough. On, honestly, and it's, you know, I'm not towing the, the, the company line. I don't need to. It's such a good book. Absolutely well worth every penny. Oh, it's it's uh, great, great to listen to him. I mean, yeah. he's, he's, he come, comes across as nice, um, as nice as he is on the TV. You yeah. Know, so. Oh, he was absolutely delightful. Me and Kat were both charmed by him. What a what a treat for you. I mean, I know you obviously you get a lot of guests on that you might I don't know you, you might find as as enjoyable. Um, but I thought he was he's got to be by far the best guest you've ever. Oh, done, it was it was it was opinion. one of my favourite hours of radio uh, that I've done here, and and, and probably one of my favourite hours I will look Quite. back was out of all of them. Yeah, it was great, absolutely great. And we hardly, yeah, no, the thing as well, what, what was great is I'm always aware when a guest comes on and I've read their book, I don't really want them to tell the same stories that are in the book. Um, and he didn't. He told, I think he told two stories that are in the book uh, 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 and the rest of it was all kind of fresh new stuff. And I think he enjoyed it. I, I, I messaged him earlier uh, on um, Twitter and he said, uh, thanks for that, Tony. I thoroughly enjoyed it. He said, yeah, it was great. Twitter seemed to like it too. Love to crazy Miss Havisham. Oh, how that's, rude. That's you. that's you he's talking about. Wow. Who's crazy Miss Havisham? That's, Apparently that's, that's me. Uh, that's Catherine, Catherine, yes. All oh, right. I thought it was Aunt Sally, but... Uh, You're obsessed. Don't you start. Steady. <laughs> hey, how do I... Um, huh? How do I go about getting a taut radio mug? Uh, you have to... Um, you play John Holmes's competition. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to play. I don't want to. I don't. Well, you don't, play. You don't get one. You don't want to play. You don't get. I'll play you your don't competition. Get. There is no competition. We don't give away mugs. I'll I'll I'll, I'll do anything. Uh, you know. I'll, anything. I'll tickle. I'll tickle your balls. Oh, why don't you just phone John Holmes? You weirdo. Because <laughs> he wants to tickle my balls. Late night, Ian Lee. Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yes, Edward, what you got for us? It's the films, Ian, the films. Film reviews. Yes? I, I, I get sucked in by you. You begin explaining the films that you've been watching and you've been enjoying... Yes. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, that's what I've been looking forward to. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll catch up on that one this Christmas. Yes. And then you get through the beginning of the film, you yes. get through the middle of the film, yes. and you graphically uh, describe the last scene of the film. It's fantastic. So uh, that's three, four, is it four films you've done in the last couple of shows? Well, now. I did say, if you're referring to when I was dis- describing Whiplash, I did say, spoiler alert, three times... Yeah, that's the bit I was sucked in through that bit. I, I, I wasn't well, that's your problem. Well, there was one yesterday as well. Well, no, but I always yesterday. say I always say spoiler alert. That's your problem if you carry on listening. I've I'll said spoiler alert. Do. But but the thing about the only other thing was Tony Robinson when he told me his age. Yeah, 70, I believe it. Seventy years old. Spoiler alert: Tony Robinson is seventy years 70. old. <laughs> seventy years old. Well, I watch films Ed so that you don't need to. 
Well, that's how I feel now. So yeah. I'm quite pleased. I'll catch up on other things. Any any films that you you but... you want me to watch for you? Let me know. I even watched the Kung Fu one. I enjoyed that. Yeah. What happened to Film Ring? Is it still going on? I never. Um, I don't know. I don't think we'll do any more live film rings. Really? I don't think so because I just don't know. We talked about from, this. From, from listening to it, it sounded awesome. Yeah. I'm just lazy, and eventually, I'm the type of bloke that will eventually get round to going to it. Well, I will do it. We never say never. We've been your... offered a really good venue. It's your... I think it's about a really good film first. Yeah, well... Well, yeah, that's what we're waiting for. That, we, I, that... I, I, I need to get a shiver down my spine as I'm watching the film. But also, the film ring that we did, I, we, I just don't know how we'd top it. We, we had we had two surprise oh, guests awesome. up our sleeve. Absolutely wicked. Yeah, it was incredible. We had two surprise guests up our sleeve. We had a, a, an awesomely bad kung fu film, and we had a live <laughs> link up with um, on Skype with the director. You know, so... I just don't know how we'd top that. So we're going to we're focusing on performance ring for a little bit. Although the one at the end of February will be the last one for a while. Whereabouts is it? Uh, London. Although, oh, remind me. To... London. It's Dulwich somewhere. Do we do? We doing it? No, Islington. Oh, Islington. Which has all been flooded now. Islington has been flooded. Um, but we, uh, remind me tomorrow. We need to find a venue in, in Birmingham oh, or the yeah. West Midlands because uh, the, the two places I was looking at haven't really um, delivered the, the goods. So uh, we might we might be doing one in, um, in doing something in Birmingham. Brum, nice. I hope oh, that answers your question, Ed. Yeah, it does. Thanks for that, Ian. Thank you very much indeed. Spoiler alert: If you hear someone say "spoiler alert" and it's a film that you think you might want to watch, I would say leave the room for about five minutes. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. I would say leave the room for about five minutes. Um, if someone, the last 15 minutes of the show, can someone phone in and tell me what film I should watch tomorrow? So you're going to watch Bowfinger? I can't be bothered. Oh. Actually, I've got a busy day tomorrow. We've got the works Christmas party. I can't oh, flipping it. I've got to wear a suit. But none of the suits fit me anymore because I'm a fat git. Um... um um, what have I written here? What does that say? Let's have a little look. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Oh, you, you've seen this? This is brilliant. Um, this dad, right? He gets his his kids draw pictures and they're rubbish because mm. kids can't draw, and so he draws pictures of like uh, the kid will draw a picture of like a car, but you know how. Um, how old is the kid? Uh, f- five. Yeah. Hang on a minute. A dad. Uh, seven, seven, seven. Seven and five. So you know kids draw pictures like just terrible. And then the dad using computer technology makes the things look real. All right. I can't describe it. You describe it. So but they're, they're brilliant. He's an, he's an absolute genius. <laughs> Daddy creates hilarious real-life images from his son's drawings. Is one more than 101,000 Instagram fans. All right, so, wow. So imagine an elephant that looks more like a potato with a kind of smiley face, two eyes and a smiley face, and then, like, the trunk coming out of the side of its cheek. Yeah. <laughs> And the tail is somewhere kind of like on a really overhanging backside. And he's made it look real. He's made a so real good. version of it. And the cat, again, looks like a hairy sausage. 
<laughs> with eyes. What's that thing in the middle with the tiny head? Uh, a bear. Oh, is that a bear? Yeah, again, a hairy sausage with a smaller potato on top with fangs. It's brilliant, isn't it? So good. It may, it's things like that. Me, um, you show the Facebookers. It's things like that that make me think I'm a rubbish dad. Have you seen no. this? There's, there's one um, guy who um, he works... He does, like, um, computer effects for movies in Hollywood. And so he's filmed, like, his kid, just like... Um, I've seen one blowing stuff up. Well, no, this one, he's filmed his kid, like, just sort of climbing along the banister, right? And then, like, it swipes, and suddenly there's, there's like, volcano <laughs> and lava all around. Or there's a picture of his kid, and his kid's just, like, jumping about, like, on the living room floor. And it swipes, and he's um, jumping onto rocks, and there are sharks snapping up at him and stuff. And it looks, it looks like a prop. It looks real. Yeah. It looks absolutely real. It's incredible. It's not that they're better dads. It's that they've got better kids. They're be- yeah, that'll be it. They've got better kids. My daughter always comes out of school, and you have to take junk, you know, junk models um, yeah, yeah, yeah. materials in. So it's like any old box or whatever goes into school. And I pray that she's not going to bring it back. She brought one out the other day, and it was like a box, and it had loads of glue all over it. It was still Still, it was that PVA glue, you know, that school glue that is delicious to peel off once you. Yeah. Anyway, so it's covered in that, and it had like a toilet roll sticking out of one side, a matchbox hanging off the other with the drawer hanging out, um, bit of crepe paper stuck on it, and it was all like, you know, you had to hold it really carefully so it wouldn't be stuck on you forever. And I said, oh, what's this then, darling? Is it, um, is it a castle? Is it a, is it, is it a car? Is it a house? And she went, no, it's a sticky box. Hey. <laughs> Here we go, look at this. This is, um, here we go, look at, the, look at this kid. Is that? Well, that's weird. Han Solo in the uh, supermarket refrigerator. <laughs> Hang on, it's Action Movie Kid, it's called. Here we oh, go, yeah. here we go, here we go, look at this. So he's got a lightsaber. Toys are us. Let's see you, buddy. It's <laughs> hacked through the shelf. <laughs> Isn't it brilliant? Um, oh, the floor is lava. Look, I oh, mean, yeah. just this is genius. Kid on the sofa, hopping from sofa to. <gasps> it's lava. Yeah. Isn't it good? Brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, 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 let, me, let me just tweet that link. Uh, the show is gradually coming off the rails, which is... Um... Oh, hang on. Al, Al, hang on a minute. Al says, I run a venue in Birmingham, boss. Well, hang on, Al. When I put out a plea... Um... When I put out a plea, like, a week ago, asking for venues in Birmingham... Why didn't Al get in touch? Maybe he was busy running the venue. Well, I'm suspicious of him. Okay. I'm suspicious of him. Do you think the venue's going to turn out to be his cellar with a locked door? Um, do you ever wonder what it would be like to be held... It would be so easy to capture you mm. and make you a prisoner... In a secret basement okay. where the door was, was cemented shut. I haven't ever wondered that, but it sounds like you have. <laughs> well. D- what, why cemented shut? Why don't you just lock it? No, well, so that there's no chance of you escaping. Well. I, I, could, I could kidnap you and Ed 
Ed. Easily, right? And and lock you in, like Fritzel style. Why would you do that? Well, I, I, I've I not... I mean, you find me irritating no, enough for the three hours you're here. In, in all honesty, I've not thought about being Fritzel, but I've, I've, I have thought about being Fritzled. Oh, God. Um, have you never worried about this, Ed, about what you would happen? That I've read that book. Who is that book? Um, Campush. Yeah, Natasha Campush. Natasha Campush. 3,214 days or something. And she still lives in that house. Yeah. And I've often, I've often thought, and I've got my, my, you know, I've got my Fritzel book, which I've not read. But I've often thought, there's that film, isn't there? Room that's out at the moment. People keep saying, recommend it to me. I'm not going to watch it. It's about oh. a woman and a kid that are locked in a basement for years. And I, I don't, I don't need to see. Well, that Silence movie. of the Lambs, case in point, wasn't it? She was down a ditch. Yeah, but that was Hollywood, mate. Well, I don't think that's a documentary. Well, no, but but Room is a bit more realistic. You know, Silence of the Lambs was not realistic. <laughs> I thought Silence of the Lambs was a bit rubbish. Oh, no, I thought it was um, chilling. No. No, I thought it was... I fell asleep the first time I watched it. Gosh. I was at the pictures and I was drunk. I fell asleep. Well, that'll do it. I watched it for the first time about two years ago, sober. And I thought, yeah, yeah. it's a little bit... It's a little bit rubbish. Yeah, but it was the first time we'd seen anything like that. Before. What? Uh, no, it wasn't. Oh, I think it was quite the shocking for those we, days. The first time we'd seen anything like what? Like, you know, Anthony Hopkins. We'd seen him before in Magic. Anthony Hopkins. Do it, and it was really shocking. Like, that bit where she walks down the corridor in the in the um, jail block and they're throwing all kinds out. Ugh! You see that? In every movie, I mean, it is TV a bit show. like working, walking through talk sport to get into the office. But flipping heck, it was uh, horrible that. And then that one was it Buffalo Bill that was saying it puts the cream on, and then it puts it in the basket. Can I just say, Nat Kimber, you do not get the chance to give away Brandon Lee and Kurt Cobain it's on Twitter trying to trying to get. You can't. They're yours. You're stuck with them. Responsible. You're stuck with them. I'm tempted to give her someone else as well. Well, let's give her someone rubbish. I might do. One more one more trolling tweet and I will. Um, we've seen films like that before, Catherine. What on earth are you talking about? Here's a good film. And I went to the pictures to see this. Old black and white uh, Robert Mitchum. <gasps> yeah. I know which one you're talking about. What was it called Night of the Strangler? It was called Cape Fear. No, no, no. No, it was called... Oh, my God, Cape Fear. Have well, Cape that? Fear is what um, Silence of the Lambs is. No, Cape Fear is what Cape Fear is based yeah, on. but the first no, Cape Fear. No, no, no. Night of the Strangler. Oh, uh, I haven't seen that. It's the one where he plays the vicar. No, that's Cape Fear. No, I don't think that is Cape Fear. Cape Fear is, is different, isn't it? Why won't these idiots call up when we've got really good questions? Where he's singing that song as he comes round the corner with his hat on. Chasing the kids. Mm. That's not Cape, Cape Fear. Fear. No. Jeez. No, right, well, if they're not going to phone up, I'm going to have to have a look on It is. What are you going to give me when I'm right? I'll give you the key to unlock um, Robert Mitchum. No, it's not. Neither Hunter. Thank you. Not Cape Fear. Not The Strangler either. Oh! Oh! Baby, baby. Oh! Baby, baby. Yeah! Honey, honey. Oh, honey, honey. Oh, you thrill me. Ah. Honey, honey. Ooh, oh, yeah, that is a film. That is a film. Honey, honey, how you thrill me. Oh, oh honey, honey. I know what I do to do. Oh. Uh, so I was right. 
Well, you were. I was closer. And I was writer. I, well, you weren't. Kate Fear's a completely different film altogether. That's another film and a half. Nah. The original one. No, that Night of the Hunter, you're right. Rolling. That one. Yeah. Oh, my God. Boy, that is a scary. That is. Uh... Is that the one where you see the, the wife or his the kid's mother? In the car still, and she's under the under the water. Sure, why not? <gasps> you know, film noir. Mm-hmm. Does that just mean black and white films? No. What does it mean then? It just means like uh, scary, stylish, doesn't it? Scary, stylish. <laughs> They've got to be black and white. Mm-hmm. So you don't, you don't know, know either. Don't no, know. and I don't know. And film was very, very film noirish. And I go, yeah, yeah. I think I don't know what that means. It's French. It's got to be French, is it? <laughs> what gave that away? The French word? Um, it's got to be a, like a style, hasn't it? A style. Tell you the thing about French films. Yeah. They look beautiful and all that, but in my experience, you watch them for ages and then nothing happens and then something happens and it's the end. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's France. I watched one once called Ce qui m'aime peut prendre le train. Ce qui m'aime what? Ce qui m'aime... Those who love me will take the train. I can't remember what that... It was all about now. Well, and yet you bothered to learn the language. Well, more fool you. More fool you. Well, listen, the the show, you know, kind of bumbled along and then uh, wound down and I have nothing to say for the last 20 seconds, so I'm going to say nothing. Let's go. I'm getting bunged up. Talk radio. We got entertainment and we're not afraid to use it. Talk radio.